0: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
3: Hello and welcome into a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com, and you can watch the show on Facebook Live, and on youtube and if you if we were on about 15 seconds earlier you would have seen a celebration here in the pirate radio studios a pinch hit three run bomb by jock peterson has the braves up three nothing in game three of the nlds series tied at one game apiece. and peterson's home run gives atlanta a three nothing lead over the brewers
1: That was exciting as we come on the air today. How do you say the Braves just normally and not go skip carry boys? The Braves? Yes. The Braves lead 3-0 in the ALDS game three. That's exciting. That was awesome.
3: Now I got a show to do. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt here as well. Jonathan Ellerby to my left. DJ Ford coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll talk to the Pirate Safety about ECU's, man, tough loss on Saturday night. They will regroup during the bye week and get ready for the Houston Cougars. We have a kickoff time for that game coming up, uh, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. It'll be a 4 o'clock start time, so we'll be with you at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Also coming up later on today, Brian Bailey will join us. Uh, Troy D. and Holt Aylers in hour number 3 We'll mix in a NFL Week 5 recap, and we will replay the Larry in Texas call a huge conspiracy was uncovered Saturday night on the US Sailor fifth quarter call and show. We'll rehash all that coming up as Ellerby uh, was at the game. Yes. In fact, we got to talk about all of Ellerby's world travels over the weekend. But Ellerby, uh, Pirates were, I mean, so this is one, again, I, going into the year, I chalked it up as a loss. You go to UCF, they're a really good team. Probably going to lose that game. Then the Pirates win three in a row dylan gabriel and a lot of injuries on ucf side you think well we can we can go there and win this game then when you see the two teams on the field you're like well might be the better team here We, we should win this game and it felt that way uh until the very end ucf gets a late score to knock off the Pirates uh, in a frustrating one twenty to sixteen Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it was very similar to the South Carolina game. He felt like the Pirates had outplayed them, and uh, I felt very confident going to the stadium that day. And I just I knew for a fact that East Carolina was was going to cover the spread. That they wasn't like a, they weren't a ten point dog to this team. I just felt really good about how the team had been playing, especially the week before, and uh, the game played out. And unfortunately, the Pirates didn't have enough time to get the ball back at the very end. They had some opportunities to close the game out, but uh, on
3: offense I mean, and defense. Yeah,
1: and and there were some, you know. You, you go back all the way to the first drive of the game. The pirates set the tone, go all the way down the field, and then fumble in the red zone. Um, so there, there's a lot of ifs and buts, candies and nuts, and in, in, in this game, a lot like the South Carolina game, that if things change here or there, the pirates, you know, walk away with the victory. They don't. They're three and three. There's six games to go, and I feel confident that this team can still get three or four more wins down the down the stretch. I mean, I, I feel very good about where this team how this team is still playing not not you know not peaking great last week but uh, I, I feel good that they can take this bye week six games under their belt, come back and hit the road against Houston and uh, we'll, we'll see what'll happen in the final six games of the year but if if you, if you if you focus on the end result and this team still finishes six and six or seven and five, Maybe that, that'll relieve some of the frustration of the South Carolina and UCF games. Well,
3: right now we are 3-3. Three and three, Right. And we are frustrated from those two losses that could have been wins. Uh, Chris, I read this on uh, the fifth quarter and uh, tweeted it out as well on Saturday night. But Chris McCarney is in the Facebook chat just reminding us of his uh, message on the fifth quarter uh, the other night on Facebook Live, LRB. He said, typical football week in Greenville. Monday and Tuesday, complain about the loss. Wednesday, talk about how great the Peach Bowl was. Thursday, talk about how long it's been since we're at a bowl game. Friday, dream about what happens if we win on Saturday. Yes. And Chris is reminding us that we are on schedule, Chris. Today and tomorrow, we're going to complain about the loss from Saturday night. Uh, I'm
1: not going to complain too much. I, I feel, you know, it's it, it was tough. It stunk. Uh, You, you know, it was... Missed opportunities. Uh, I heard you say that on the fifth quarter. I saw, you know, that was the kind of the headline on Hoist the Color. So uh, it is what it is at this point. How do, you, how do you learn from South Carolina and UCF and don't let that happen again down the stretch? when you play these final six games if you have an opportunity against any of those teams left
3: yeah and i mean we've had a, a close fourth quarter win this year against marshall they made some winning plays down the stretch of that one and were able to win it but you've had two slip away from you uh in south carolina and ucf um man it's uh it just stinks that you were that close to getting it done and up next is houston i guess up next for the pirates though it is a bye week, and uh, we'll talk to DJ Ford, Holden, Aylers coming up on today's show about what they want to accomplish during that bye week.
1: Yeah, and and you did. I was at the game. It was my first time ever going to the bounce house. I'd, I'd never been there, and and I, I give props to UCF. They do a great job. Uh, with their game atmosphere. They have a ton of students and uh, young fans that uh, come to the games and uh, a lot of good interaction, and uh, the bounce house does bounce. It was uh, a lot of energy in there, and and East Carolina, to their credit, kept the bounce house as not really a factor for a majority of the game. Of course, I mean, 0-0 at the end of... You know, quarter one, three, three at halftime, is there wasn't a ton of excitement on either sides of the ball, offensively, at least uh, on both sides of the ball in the first half. But um, it it, it was a cool experience. Unfortunately, uh, just came up short.
3: Uh, Austin Riley comes up short, deep fly out to left, and the Braves take a three nothing lead into the top of the sixth. Sixth. Okay. Thank you. Having trouble keeping up with everything. Got a lot going on on a Monday, LRB, It's tough for by you. By the way, Major League Baseball hates, they don't want any fans. They got blackouts so you can't see games. They got playoff games at one in the afternoon. They, they hate their fans, and they don't want new fans. They don't want anybody to see this. I mean, it's stupid to have a playoff game on at one o'clock on a
1: Monday afternoon. You think so? i know so. It looks like stupid. there's a lot of Braves fans in attendance in Atlanta today. Good for them. It's Columbus I, Day. Is it? In Atlanta, at least it is. Columbus Day. <laughs> yeah. Why are we working? It's a holiday. Because we work on holidays here. We do the opposite. Great. We we take other other weird days off around here. <laughs> like NCAA Tournament Day. That's a holiday for us. <laughs> yes. The thir- I'll take that. The Thursday, I'll, Thursday I'd gladly Friday.
3: trade off Columbus Day for Tournament Day. Exactly. Great trade-off so, now that you mention it. There you go. All right, uh, so the Pirates fall, Ellerby, um, and you mentioned your, your trip to the bounce house. So, uh, yeah, good good crowd for them, especially since they going into that game, they had not won a game or played a home game since September 11th. So it was almost a full month before their fans got to see them. And Zach Maskevich, we talked to him last week. He, he predicted a, a good crowd and uh, looked like there was on Saturday Well,
1: Friday. Well, the weather made a turn for the better. Earlier in the week, I mean, I packed a raincoat. Uh, because it looked like sixty percent chance of rain, which is—I mean—could be the case in Florida or North Carolina, or whatever. But uh, it turned—it was sunny and seventy something. It was actually pretty hot pregame. Sitting in the stands, I had to go downstairs where just to catch a breeze for a little bit before the uh, game started. But uh, the weather was beautiful. They do a great job engaging with uh, tailgating out there, setting up tents and uh, have a lot of bounce houses outside the stadium uh, to, to have all the fans and stuff out there. So. Uh, I would say my experience to the bounce house was very positive and that uh, they do a good job. And I will say this for fans that are, you know, worried about and complaining about the long lines at concessions at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium it's the same yeah. at the bounce house as well so uh, it was also the same at the Major League Baseball game I went to last week as well
3: so now uh, yeah let's talk about that real quick so is Hunter Ellerby a Randy Orozarena
1: guy is he a Rays fan now uh, he he is and I am now of <laughs> Randy Orozarena and, and I kept getting his name wrong and I probably just got it wrong there so my son who actually turns 13 coming up this Saturday this is his official birthday but a few weeks weeks ago, he said, Dad, I know what I want for my birthday. And I said, he goes, I want to go to a Major League Baseball playoff game. And I was like, "Wow, that's kind of a cool idea." <laughs> kind he, of
3: sudden, too. They're happening right now.
1: Well, no, it was a few weeks ago before the se- <laughs> before the before, when the regular season was still. It was right when the Rays had clinched. And I don't think he, he, you know, he's he's fond of the Orioles because we carry the Orioles here in Pirate Radio. And he likes they did the not Bra- make the playoffs, this year. right? And uh, he likes the Braves because I grew up as a Braves fan. So those are and is and we have family that live in Atlanta, and so those are kind of teams. But so the, he goes, Dad, because we can go to a Rays game because they're going to host, and it'll be easy to get tickets. And I was like, well, that's all true." he did a great sales job on this. So long story short is I ended up, I jumped online when, when major league baseball tickets went on sale and I bought game one tickets. I was so excited, got good seats. And then I told Hunter about it. And then later that day I went and looked and I didn't look good enough because game one was on Thursday and Uh, not on Friday. I thought it was on Friday. So we were just going to go to a game. But I'd already locked in and bought the tickets, so I ended up buying tickets for Thursday and Friday. That I went ahead and bought tickets for Friday. So we went to two games, uh, the ALDS between the Rays and the Red Sox for his uh, birthday, and we were able to, to coordinate it because ECU was playing an hour away in Orlando. So we had... We went three for three. We went for games. We didn't win all the games, but uh, I, one of the best and most exciting plays I've ever seen in person at a sporting event was when uh, Randy Arena stole home plate. That is
3: so cool. That is a, such a cool...
1: Like, one of the coolest plays in all the sports. I think, stealing home. I'm telling you, I get chills just thinking about talking about it right now because he, they had the shift on whoever was up, and I think it might have been uh, Wander Franco. I've gotten to know some of the names now after going to a couple games. but So the third baseman was actually playing playing over at shortstop and the shortstop was behind second base and Randy was kept, he was going all the way. I mean, he was like dead even with the mound and uh, the, the, the Red Sox pitcher uh, and it was like a six pitches to this guy. So that's what he kept getting his timing right. Yeah. And the Red Sox pitcher did like a shrug with his shoulders. And I think that gave him the jump and it was bang. I mean, it, it was, probably. I, I say it ranks up. I'd have to go back and think of the other plays. I've seen some hail Mary finishes for, that are good for the team that I was pulling for and some other cool things. and uh, But th- that ranks right up there as one of the most fascinating things I've seen in sports.
3: I'll tell you who's not a fan of Randy Rosarena. I got a text uh, from Mike Mullis on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. said, somebody should smoke a Rosarena. And uh, we'll talk to Mully tomorrow on the show. What does about. that mean? Uh, I think he didn't like his pimping of a home run or something.
1: He, no, he did hit a home run too, and he, I mean, yeah. he he is a he is a fun and exciting. He, he kind of reminds me of Acuna for the Braves, kind of yeah. like one of those young, exciting players, a ton of energy, yeah, a guy that's going to make a ton of money for somewhere else besides M- being in a Rays yeah. uniform. Mully hates everything that's fun. So that just tells me that Randy's a lot of fun. And you have a love-hate relationship with Molly. Sometimes more hate than love, but uh, you love to have him on. I do.
3: <laughs> He's one of my favorite least
4: favorite guests. Describe the at- describe the atmosphere in there when that you know when that play happened?
1: Oh, it was nuts! I mean, and Thursday night was awesome because the Rays won, and it was about three quarters full. the 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 Trop is still a dump. I went there when the when the Beefo Brady Bowl, but it's probably the nicest, dumpiest baseball stadium you can go to. And uh, it's not in a great area of St. Pete, and it's just it's just kind of weird. It's the, it's clean on the inside, and it's not like it's not RFK or Legion Field like dirty and out of date, dumpy. It's just kind of just kind of weird that it's a a dome. I don't I know they need it for for rain and the heat and other stuff down there but it's just the rays deserve a better facility than that and it's got the uniqueness cuz you saw the home run ball that that hit the rafters. Oh, there. yeah. But, uh, I was a Nelson Cruz. Yeah. So, but I mean, overall, I mean, it was three quarters full and they passed out these uh, yellow towels and everybody was waving those like crazy. And uh, it was cool. The other thing that was crazy is that the next night and both nights, really, it was probably about a third Red Sox fans. there which always makes it interesting and that was probably it probably would have been 50-50 if the Yankees would have won because there's so much in the Tampa area around with the Yankees but uh, you you can ask my son he was was like uh, he's like he, he first thing he tells everybody is that I saw three Red Sox fans get Thrown out of the game the other night, he goes. <laughs> they, they love to cuss and they love home runs, you know, because they hit like six home runs. Oh, on the on Friday, uh, Friday night. On night. Friday night, every time they hit a home run, there was one dude with like little noodle spaghetti arms, and he had a Red Sox jersey on. He'd stand up and turn around. And he was like, "Let's go Rays!" And he put his you know hand to his <laughs> yeah. ear and stuff. And and after a while, he started getting a few peanuts thrown at him by some, you know. Some of the uh, northern transplants that were race fans, and I think they, you know, eventually they had to bounce the guy before he got his uh, rear end inside the ride. And yeah, all that. it was. Uh, it did was. You see, uh, Dickie V,
3: the most famous race fan.
1: He did. He threw out the first pitch. All Thursday. right.
3: Oh, awesome, baby. He, he did. He yeah, it.
1: baby. So there's Ellerby's uh, trip to Florida. It, it was sounds good. It was. I mean, it was my son's birthday, but it was kind of like almost <laughs> a trip for me. I was like, when he was selling me. I mean, it, it didn't take much to sell me on the idea. That's and, pretty awesome. And uh, we, we had a great time. So playoff baseball is is tremendous uh, when they're playing for something, and uh, why not have baseball games on all day? Why are you trying to get rid of sports? That's what you, a year ago. That's what you were preaching. You know, like well, more sports the better, right? Clip?
3: Not playoff games.
1: Not playoff games. No. When, when do you need? You so say you'd rather have you'd rather have three playoff games going at once tonight.
3: Sure, if I yeah, so I can watch my team at night.
1: You're watching. You you not seem to be struggling at work right now. You don't know my struggles. <laughs> I'm, that's because I'm doing a good job playing it off because I'm a great host. You are. You're just asking me to tell stories about my trip. You know, yeah. Not paying attention. Hopefully it's not in my head. Hopefully DJ Ford out there in the lobby is like knowing he's going to have to carry the show the next 15 I, I, minutes when I he hope, comes in. I
3: hope DJ's got some good answers for me he, as I watch this game. He, he's
1: smiling. He's he's for sure. <clears throat> All right, let's get DJ in here. L be good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Yep. We'll see you next week. It will be just a uh, coming off a of bye week. Monday, headed into the Houston Cougars game. So I look Sounds forward good. to uh, game week again.
3: All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back. Pirate Safety DJ Ford joins us next, right here inside the Pirate Radio Studios Players Lounge edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
0: listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University UniversitySportswearENC.com Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so, they, so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now let's head back in to uh prl here's clip rock
3: quick uh, buccaneer music hall scoreboard update the braves lead the brewers 3-0 bottom of the six that is game three of the best of five nlds series and uh, atlanta trying to take a two games to one lead coming up later today no baseball between the white Sox and astros that game has been moved to tomorrow due to weather the Rays and Boston play tonight in Fenway. Uh, the Boston screw job last night. Hey, the, uh, no,
5: that was not a screw job. That was called a Major League Baseball rule.
3: After they kicked the ball into the, uh, they didn't over kick
5: the, it into the stands. You
3: <laughs> hater. Uh, Boston gets the win in extra innings. Walk
5: uh, off in the bottom of the thirteenth inning over the Green Monster, baby.
3: That was a wild one. They, uh Rays in Red Sox tonight, seven oh seven. Dodgers and Giants tonight game three of that series at 930. All right, joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios, ECU Safety DJ Four DJ, welcome in. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Appreciate your time today. And uh, DJ, I know you got banged up Saturday night in the game against UCF. So first question, how you feeling today? I'm feeling much better today, yes, sir. Good uh, to hear. Good to hear. Glad to be here. Frustrating uh, loss for the team, man. I said it as we're coming back on. You know, you're you're right there with a, an opportunity to win at the game. The results don't go your way, but... You know, how how proud were you of the effort of uh, yourself, your teammates, for really holding down UCF for a lot of the night there in Orlando on Saturday? Yeah, um, it's definitely a
6: heartbreaker. It's never fun to lose. Um, Nobody plays the game to lose, obviously. But um, like you said, I am very proud of uh, the guys on the team, both sides of the ball. Like, we fought hard till the end, you know what I'm saying? They just made a few more plays in the clutch than we did towards the end of the game. So. We got to lock back in, find a way to play better. Um, We can never be perfect, but that's what we strive for. So got to find ways that we can improve um, over this bye week and uh, get back to it.
3: And uh, you guys did a good job the other night facing uh, a quarterback that did not have a lot of experience. And I know talking to you off the air, a lot of that was, you know, you, you're you're bringing the blitz like Blake Harrell loves to do, but at times you were trying to disguise what you do. That held him to 194 passing yards and an interception. So looks like you guys, uh, for the most part, had a great plan the other night going into that game.
6: Uh, yes, sir. Um, our coaches definitely schemed them up and uh, had some things that we had worked on, and um, they for sure – uh, came to fruition in the game. So,
3: DJ, how much do you enjoy uh, playing front? Uh, you've got to play some good games here at Daddy Ficklin Stadium with the crowd. How about a road environment like that? that pro- that's probably the loudest one you'll see all year. How much does that hype you guys up? Oh, it
6: hypes us up a lot. It's so fun. Um, especially uh, before the game, you know, when we come out and warm up and then we go back in for a few minutes. Um, a lot of the fans are you know, screaming out different names, different jersey numbers, like, hey, you know, blah, blah, like, we're going to kill you, blah, blah, like, you guys aren't ready, all this and all that kind of stuff. And we try not to get involved with that, but that kind of stuff does get you juiced up and ready for the game. And, you know, obviously you don't get that kind of thing from a home game. So
3: so the, the what they want is for you to turn around and acknowledge them. How much do you do that, DJ, and how much do you just send your back to them, ignore it?
6: Well, um, pregame I always acknowledge them, but I don't say anything. I just look at them and smile. Or I kind of give them a little wave or something. You know, what I'm saying, let them know that I hear them, but like I don't feed into the all the extra stuff.
3: Yeah, you, you got to uh, to keep. That's what fans are, are trying to do. Get in your heads, things like that. But uh, as Jonathan said a moment ago, he was at the game. Uh, your team was able to take the crowd out of the game for a lot of that game by the way you played. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Um, I was kind of disappointed in the sense you know, it, it wasn't very. Oh, y'all at?
6: Most of the game, you know
3: unfortunately Uh, got loud there at the end it It definitely did at the end they were able to come out with a victory dj when you go as a player i'm sure you go into every game saying we're gonna win this football game oh yes sir and then you're out there on the field with those guys it's whatever three to three or you guys take the lead in the third quarter you, at that point confidence has got to be at an all-time high so what's that feeling like when you're on the field taking on a team that I don't know if you know they're a 10 point favorite I don't know if you know the history that how bad they've beaten East Carolina but at that moment Saturday night you're thinking we're better than these guys yeah um
6: I didn't know that we were a 10 point underdog or anything like that I don't get into all that stuff uh, pregame like I said yeah but um yeah I mean um for sure anytime you take the lead and things like that your confidence goes up and um my confidence was always, though, believe it or not, all the way through the game up until the end. You know what I'm saying? Even in the end, I thought we were going to find a way to pull it off. So,
3: I don't know, you know. Uh, uh, react uh, Handling wins has been a, a question around here. We talked to – I don't think we talked to you that week after the Charleston Southern game. But Xavier, uh, Rajay Sneed, you know, Holden all said that, you know, we, we got to all buy in every week and focus every week. And maybe you guys didn't do that heading into Charleston Southern. You certainly did it the two lane week. We saw that on the field. So now you you've had to you've learned how to handle success. You've also learned how to bounce back from tough losses. You did it after the South Carolina loss when you went to Marshall and won. So it seems like win or lose now, you guys kinda understand what it is each week that you gotta reset, refocus. You've probably always had that mindset as a veteran, but are, are the younger guys on the team starting to learn that? Um yes, sir, for sure. You can tell it.
6: Um just from the vibes in the locker room and even through um, some of the things that are vocalized, you know what I'm saying, talking to the guys and things like that, uh, we're in a point at a point where we're transitioning from uh, I hope we win this game to we're expecting to win every game, you right. know what I'm saying so guys are confident, we believe in each other, we believe in us as a team uh, we just got to make it happen So,
3: what's, uh, what's the most important thing to accomplish this bye week? Uh, we'll start just with you personally, what do you want to focus on during the off week? Um, during the off week, uh, definitely
6: taking care of our bodies and things like that because it's a long season, obviously. And um, uh, refocusing in on some of the details that can be lost in uh, in daily, week-to-week activities and things of that nature. And then also um, bringing along some of the younger guys. This is a good time for them to get some reps and things like that to, uh, you know what I'm saying, build some depth for the future.
3: That's right. Is there some kind – is there a scrimmage, like a, uh, where the young guys get to play this week, something yes, like sir, that? Yes, that'll be later in the week. Yeah. Uh, DJ Ford joining us. DJ, this is it's more of a Blake Harrell question, I guess, but you've been around a while, uh, both at North Carolina, and, and this will be your first bye week here, obviously. But during the bye week, do you – Is it more about fine-tuning what you've already learned as a defense, or do you add new wrinkles? Or is it a little bit of both? Um, It can be a little bit
6: of both. Um, I'm not sure exactly what Coach Harrell has planned. Uh, We'll see as the week goes on. But um, for sure, redialing in, like I said, and um, focusing up on some of the details that can be lost on a day-to-day basis. So.
3: DJ, it's a uh, it's a long day for us here on Saturdays. We do a four-hour pregame show and then host the postgame show, which can go three or so hours. So it's an all-day deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, although my wife's already told me a few things I have to do. Yes, but I'm going to get take yeah. care of that stuff. And I'm going to watch football all day Saturday. That's my... That's heaven for me. How about for you on Saturday? Are you, as a football player, are you going to be locked in or are you finding anything else but football to do? Oh, no, 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 no. no. I love the game. <laughs> uh, I'm much like you. I'm like... A kid on Christmas, uh, wake up on
6: Saturday. I can't wait for 12 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready to watch the first game, and um, a commercial break comes on. I'm flipping back and forth between two or three different games. I'm trying to watch as much football as I can, so
3: that'll definitely be a treat what at what point and i'm sure you look at a little bit of houston every single day right as you get ready for the cougars but yes sir. do you lock in on them this week is it more introspective this week and then houston next week or is it it's all about houston these next two weeks um i think we'll for sure be
6: uh locking in on houston because they're the next opponent but i think we'll also take some time to look ahead at a couple of the other games later in the year and i, I know i'd already peeked ahead at houston a couple weeks back so like Things like that we'll um for sure be looking ahead, but also focusing in on Houston.
3: When's the last time you have practiced or discussed as a team Navy? You know, that option offense is something you only see once a year. Yes, sir. How when like how often do you guys bring that up? Uh we've actually uh been practicing that still okay. up to this so point. So you do a little bit of that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, have you faced uh did you face an option team at Carolina? Um
6: we used to play Georgia Tech. Oh, So yeah. Georgia That's Tech right. just kind of Entered that transitioning when Paul Johnson left, yeah. Offense, yeah, but they used to do that every year, so it's not fun, is
3: it? It's not the most ideal (laughs) situation, not yeah. You defensive guys hate that stuff, but for (laughs) good reason. So we'll talk about that when we get there. We got uh, some more games to to play. You've got Houston on the road, that's a four o'clock kickoff, and then a uh, Thursday Nighter. How excited are you to? To be at home on a Thursday night against South Florida, that ESPN game—that'll be a lot of fun.
6: Night games are always fun. Uh, under the lights, it's just a little bit different. Something about it, you know what I'm saying?
3: No doubt. And we'll be—I uh, think it's a blackout game. Maybe we'll see the black jerseys Ooh, on I'm Thursday excited, night. Perhaps. I hope so. DJ, uh, thanks for joining us today, man. Hope you uh, you rest up, heal up, and uh, have a good week during the bye week and. We'll talk to you again next week as uh, we get ready for those Houston Cougars. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, sir. There's DJ Ford, East Carolina Safety, joining us inside the Players' Lounge on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back. Brian Bailey is back from Orlando. We'll talk to Double B about his trip and have more for you when we return after this. (laughs)
0: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back, Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock
3: all back with you on a monday thanks to dj ford east carolina safety for joining us inside the players lounge on a monday we'll talk to Holden ayler's coming up in the five o'clock hour and continue on right now uh, we'll talk to another fellow that was in the bounce house on saturday and that is double b brian bailey who joins us on the fixed nc live line bailey how you doing today not too bad for a Monday. How are you? Doing great. and uh, Great edition of the Brian Bailey show earlier today at noon. Talk some ECU football. Also talked some high school football as a uh, New Bern Rose showdown coming up. And also, uh, you talked about unveiling a new studio there at WNCT Channel 9. So I'll give you a, a plug on that, Bailey. When do, when do us commoners get to see the new studios you got? Right at
7: 5 o'clock. Uh, the plan is... They're going to run a video, and Alan Hoffman's part of the video. He came out of retirement to be a part of this video. I haven't seen it yet. I hope I don't cry, because I'll be on live television. I haven't seen it yet. Apparently, there's some old pictures of me. I was seven months pregnant in one of them, so I know I was a little bit fatter in one of them. But uh, I'm anxious to see some of that.
3: You can see a uh, a Bailey belly you hadn't seen in a while, and probably a Bailey mustache or two you hadn't seen in a while.
7: That's for sure. And I, yeah, have a I remember
3: that when I got up to about 270. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking a lot uh, leaner today, Double B. Looking good, looking good. Uh, let's talk about the Pirates. And, and, man, it. I saw a lot of people kind of say that it feels good to hurt, you know, Bailey, where you, you just took so many beatings over the years. You become a little apathetic to things. But now you get in these games and you watch them and you say, we, we should win this ball game. And you felt that way against South Carolina. You felt that way against UCF. And, and the Pirates just did not get it done at the end of that game. So uh, it's it stinks. It's a game you should have won. It's hopefully one you don't look back on at the end of the year if you're below six wins and say that should have been a win. But uh, it feels good to hurt, Bailey, because that means that uh, we're hopefully getting close, right?
7: I think they're certainly getting close. And, and I tell you, it's one of those situations. I mean, you know, when when – when good teams don't play well, they still win games. And I think that you're looking at a team that's still trying to figure out if they're a good team or if they're still trying to get to be a good team, but they had plenty of chances. Just like the South Carolina game. I know fans get on coaches and want to do this and want to do that. I was with the team in Orlando and there's not, I mean, they were so crushed that they didn't win that game. And it's like, I don't know. It's hard to describe the feeling because you know your heart goes out to them because you know everything that they did. It was designed to win the football game, and they had their chances. And it's just you know sometimes it just takes a little while longer to get over the hump. And I think that's what this Pirate football team you know, made the analogy about the you know the building of a program. You you lose big and then you lose small, then you win small. And I still think that you know the pirates are right in the middle of that losing small and winning small. There's no you know, it, you just can't make any mistakes right now. And, and when you do make a mistake,
3: it's going to cost you, and it may cost you a game, and it did. week comes at a good time right uh, in the middle of the season. Bailey, you've got guys dinged up like the the fellow we just talked to, DJ Ford, who was uh, was injured and left that game on Saturday, so he's feeling a lot better right now. But Noah Henderson and his kind of lingering issue, you've had a lot of offensive linemen go in and out. So hopefully this bye week is a good one to uh, to get healthy.
7: Yeah, I hope so. I think you know we found out the game time for Houston's four o'clock. So I think that's that's good for the program because you know if I'm like Houston, I wanted that game to be played at ten in the morning because you got to get back and get ready for South Florida. And no, oh, yeah, when you look at things, you got to you know you've got to win that South Florida game and that Temple game at home to get to six are pretty much you know must wins. I mean, you've got to have those two as part of your six, and you know you got a short week, and those short weeks short enough if you play at home on Saturday you play on Thursday, but when you're on the road and you're in Houston, Texas on Saturday night, you got to get back and get up Sunday morning early and, you know, condense a whole week or a couple of days.
3: Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, uh, going back to that UCF game and, and you know, I, I don't, I, I just react to what I see on television. I follow the ball. I'm not a offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, but uh, fourth and eight I, I was you know screaming at the TV you know why are we only only sending three here and I talked to a little bit with DJ Ford about what they did defensively off the air and, and on the air and he said that there were a couple of times where they they basically confused the, the freshman quarterback Mikey Keene pre-snap and said, uh, kind of had a look, we're going to do this. They did something else and were able to to get some some great defensive plays off of that. There were other times where, uh, you know, they didn't blitz and it hurt them. And one of those plays was that fourth and eight play. So from the naked eye and just knowing Blake Harrell and, and how aggressive he is normally, I was really surprised there. They didn't send pressure at the young quarterback. And I know we got a lot of comments on the same. What did you think when you saw it there uh, at the end of the game?
7: So I, I was a little surprised as well. And I think the thinking was, you know, if we do give up the eight, we should don't want to give up the big play. But my thought process was if you give up a big play and it turns into, you know, a touchdown, you get the ball back and you get the ball last, you know, with time enough to do something with it, I still like our, you know, I still like the Pirates' chances. But as it was, you know, they got 12, I think, on the fourth and eight, and then they were able to just drive down and, and go ahead and catch it in. It was twenty, I think it was 23 seconds to play. And that doesn't give you enough time to do anything. So, uh, it was just one of those, you know, it's, you have one shot at it. Whatever you call, you call. And then you have one shot at it and see how how it plays out. And I think if they had a chance to do it over again, maybe they would have. But, uh, and and it's, for for me, it's hard on the field because you can't see. I talked to one of the the, uh, ops people just to find out about, you know, the running game and and why the Pirates were struggling in the running game. And they said, hey, they got eight in the box a lot of times and, it's kind of, you know, when they have eight in the box, it's hard to run. And that's when you, you want to open it up a little bit more. Oh, well, yeah. It's out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't it, – it's just you – know, it's all, you know, we're all smarter than anybody else until we have to do the thing. And then I think, you know, we fall into the same deal.
3: So. Uh, and it worked out perfectly for UCF. ECU didn't call a timeout there. And then the clock dwindles down. And then they're able to score on, what, third down, I believe? Uh, UCF was, maybe second down. But anyway, uh, did you see the Chargers and Browns yesterday where the Chargers are are trying to not score a touchdown so they can run out the clock? And Austin Eckler is not the biggest running back. So he, he runs the ball, and it looks like he just wants to get stood up at the line of scrimmage, take some clock off. And the Browns pull him into the end zone so they can get the football back. I was kind of thinking, and Brandon Whedon was talking about it on the broadcast, if you're ECU, do you just let them walk in and score so at least your offense has a chance to get the ball back?
7: Well, I, I don't think – you know, on the professional level, I, I see that a little bit. But in the college level, it's got to be something really odd to let somebody score like that because there's so many – you know, even if it's a field goal type situation, I mean, you know, there's a chance to block it, chance to miss a field goal. I mean, you, got, you hate just to give it up like that. But but
3: it's probably- uh, another point, too, to that, Bailey. In that Browns Chargers game, the score is 47 to 42. These teams have been going up and down the field and scoring at will. This game, this ECU game is what? 20 to 16. The offenses have not been going up and down the field. So, exactly. Yeah.
7: Exactly. Was, it, was it the Browns game where, um, was it, I think it was late in the in, in the game. Where a running back was supposed to uh, was supposed to get not go out of bounds and went out of bounds two times in a row and stopped the clock. Was that the bracket?
3: that was? Um, what game was that? I was watching that game. No, that was the Eagles Panthers. That's what it was. It was the Eagles Panthers. That's what it was. The guy kept running out, and the announcers were like, "You got to get this guy out of the game." That was hilarious. The other guy came in, and he almost went out. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Around, was like signaled to himself that he was, you know, in bounds.
3: Well, you can find, you can tell what teams are used to winning and know how to win, and which ones aren't. And the Eagles right now are not used to winning, and it, it almost showed yesterday. Yeah, uh, I'm getting sick of the Cowboys winning. I can tell you that.
7: Oh man, come on, hop on the wagon with
3: it. Man, I would not. I ain't going on that wagon.
7: Yeah, they're playing good football. Uh, I'm really almost shocked defensively because I'm the eternal optimist. And I was saying the preseason, I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be better. I was just hoping they'd be, you know, instead of the thirty whatever ranked defense, they'd be twenty something. But they're 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 getting turnovers. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is playing like Deion Deion Sanders. I mean, it's really uncanny what's happening right now. That they got to stay healthy, and and they, you know, you just got to you hope hope they can keep winning games, win the division, and then you know, once you get in the playoffs, it's one game. You gotta you gotta bring it. I want to see Zeke and I want to see Dak and all those boys bring it in the playoffs. I want to see them dominate a team like they did the Giants yesterday in the playoffs. And, you
3: know. Oh, look at Bailey! Regular season's over, huh? I'm just ready for the playoffs.
7: I say if they get that far, don't <laughs> trick me like that. Don't put words.
3: Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I heard an interview with uh, Carson Palmer today, former QB Bailey with the the Bengals and uh, Cardinals, and he brought up a good point. I mean, it's kind of an obvious point, but. We've had, he he said it, and I said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He was talking about how – and he mentioned, like, Darrell Revis. There's a lot of good corners that have played, but Revis didn't let the ball hit the ground. Uh, He didn't knock balls away a lot. He was picking them off. Diggs, like, if it's in his hands, he's catching it. He's got receiver hands, which makes him elite uh, right now. Yeah, and and
7: he's – you know, and they're talking now. They were joking with Dak after the game about maybe putting him on offense. And he kind of said, you know what? If we need him, he'll come over there and play. He can catch it. He said, I can tell you, he can catch it. And, and Dax is really good about it. He said, man, our defense is pretty good. I go up against them in practice all the time. They give me headaches every day, which is a good sign as well. So,
3: How about them freaking Cowboys? Uh, I, how about those Buffs? I, like, I like your attitude. You're coming around, Cliff Rock. I mean, I, I just, if nothing else, I, I am a real sports fan. I'm a real Cowboys hater. I hate them with a the passion, but I also try to be honest about what I see, and they are really good right now.
7: But you know, I have it on, on record that you actually purchased a Dallas Cowboy hat within the last 365 days.
3: And, and I, you know what I did? I gifted it to one of my favorite Cowboy fans because that's the kind of person I am.
7: You are a great person, a great man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bailey, uh, how about those Buffalo Bills? Has there been a passing of the torch for the best team in the AFC after what we saw last night?
7: It sure looks like it. Patrick Mahomes looked pretty human last night in that game. And uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. You know, Josh Allen, he looks really, really good. And Buffalo, you think how they're playing right now. And teams have to go up to play at Buffalo late in the season. Oh,
3: yeah. It's going to be cold. going to be snowing. going to be wet and gross. And uh, yeah. they're going to be running up the score on them. They are uh, very, very impressive. Right now, Bailey uh, had a great high school uh, show today on the Brian Bailey Show. What games uh, are coming up? I guess Touchdown Friday, but do we have any to look forward to before Friday?
7: Yeah, we do. We got a couple of games uh, tonight. We got a couple of games tomorrow night. We talked with Todd Life. Todd Life and the Griffin Chargers are playing four games in 15 days, which is unheard of. Uh, that's why I wanted to have him on the radio today to talk about that. They didn't play for a month. They went four weeks without playing a game. Now they're squeezing them all in, and wow. uh, they've got West Craven tomorrow night. The Eastern Plains two a conference. You got a game in the Coastal three a. I think there's three games on the schedule tonight. Uh, Riverside, uh, no Southside and Northside are playing. Riverside plays tomorrow night. Southside and Northside's a big game uh, in their conference. Coastal Plains one a two a. So that'll be good. So we got some high school football tonight, some tomorrow night, and then uh, of course we get down Friday coming up on Friday.
3: Good deal, Double B. Thanks for joining us today and uh, have a fantastic week, sir. Sounds good. Hey, what do you uh what you what, Melissa got plans for you or are you watching football all day Saturday? Well
7: you know, here's it's funny you ask me that. Because last week she said a girlfriend of hers had asked her to go to the beach. And I said, Well that'd be fine and she's like, Well, that's your weekend off and I'm thinking, Well, that's okay. Go to the beach. <laughs> on, enjoy yourself. <laughs> so so either I'll be watching college football with Bella, or I'll be watching it with Melissa and Bella. I hadn't decided
3: yet. All right, either way, you're watching football, so that's a good thing. Exactly,
7: that's
3: right. All right, Bailey, enjoyed it, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. that's there. good. There is uh, one of my favorite cowboy fans out there, Double B Brian Bailey. Uh, Chan, man, we'll do a um, NFL recap coming up next hour. But <laughs> Chandler says no. If I have to talk about my, not going to cuss my crappy team then we're going to talk about your crappy team as well
4: sorry we're starting to face the reality clip rock yeah i still
3: i still think the panthers are
4: i don't know about No, and there's a lot of season left and well a lot more than usual because there's one more game in the regular season but uh there's plenty of season left but this offense has to learn how to operate without christian mccaffrey and we've seen the past two weeks that they have not been able to produce like they have with christian mccaffrey so
3: i watched a lot of that game yesterday i didn't go to tiebreakers or anywhere and then washington wasn't on local i followed washington obviously but had the panthers game on and and red zone and laptop Uh and all kinds of stuff but it looked like to me and, and let me look up the uh the box score to see it looked like to me that hubbard got was being used like he was christian mccaffrey
4: he had 24 carries 101 yards and how many catches uh i'm not sure how many catches he caught out of the backfield like they
3: i mean they they had their plan it was use him like he's mccaffrey now he's nowhere near as good as mccaffrey but yeah he had 101 yards as you said and he had five catches for 33 yards it gave him 30 touches so i i well i don't i just don't their offense needs to learn what to do in the fourth quarter third the second half yeah and it, nice.
4: it, and learn how to win games and we we have had situations early in the season where we have won games in tight situations especially week one against the jets uh had to squeak one out there and then uh had a really great game all around against the saints and you're, it's always great to get a win in the division. Then you go on the road on a Thursday night against Houston, who obviously is without Deshaun Watson. They started Davis Mills uh, for his first career start. Um, so, and then they went and faced the tough Cowboys team on on the road last week, and then uh, faced Jalen Hurts and the Eagles yesterday. And what should have been put away several times. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, this game should have been put away. I mean, it was fifteen to three. There was back-to-back sacks by Hassan Reddick on second and third down to force the Eagles to punt, and you're up 15-3. to I think that was with like five minutes left in the third. They're done. They can't do anything offensively. This defense played their butts off yesterday, and the offense just could not find any ways to put this game away. There was even a chance, and this is defensively, but there was a high snap from Kelsey, the center, to Jalen Hurts. Now, granted, Jalen Hurts should have caught it, but it went through his hands and it went into the end zone. And there was like, I, I swear there's like three Panthers on one eagle. And somehow that ball squeaks out and it goes out of the back of the end zone. And I'm kind of disappointed. Like, I yes, we got a safety and, yes, we're going to get the ball back. But I want a touchdown there. When you have three Panthers and one eagle fighting for the ball, somebody should come up for it for Carolina. And it didn't. So we had to settle for two points, and we got the ball back but didn't do anything with it. And so just plenty of missed. And this was a famous phrase by an old coach by the Panthers, Ron Rivera, missed opportunities, and there was a lot of missed opportunities yesterday.
3: Ron Rivera, you say, head coach of the Washington football team.
4: hmm Yeah.
3: I saw somebody say uh, yesterday, we really missed Ron Rivera. Would you like him back? No. About ready to get rid Who of his ass. uh Some Panthers fan on Twitter. Oh man. Yeah.
4: Nah. Yep. It son. was a, it was just a tough loss, and it was a lot. It was a lot like East Carolina's loss. I watched two of my favorite teams in the whole wide world lose
3: blow sp- fourth quarter sp- leads,
4: and yes, in a game that they should have won, and <clears> it stung. <throat> Both of those stung because the Panthers had a chance, and I mentioned this to you off the air on Saturday. That game Saturday for East Carolina really hurt and it hurt like no other loss has in quite some time because East Carolina was in a position that they haven't been able to ha- be in for a long time. 3 and 2, 1 and 0 oh in the conference, had a chance to go 4 and 2 overall, 2 and 0 oh in the conference going into a bye week panthers had a chance to go four and one sitting pretty going and facing the vikings next week at home so just you know a lot of what ifs for both of those teams and it just it stinks that both of them lost
3: all right well this is uh this isn't even our nfl recap segment yet so we're gonna have to talk about it all again next hour uh, that's
4: fine <laughs> like once i got rolling <laughs> i
3: know once i got rolling stopped. yeah i, I just wanted had to, to jump in and be like well, not yet i but. know i know i'm sorry you got it rolling though uh all right, uh, let, we'll take a timeout as we head to the break. Uh, the Braves go down in the seventh. It is as we head to the bottom of the eighth, uh, or top of the eighth, rather. Atlanta three, Milwaukee nothing. Can the Braves bullpen close this one out and give Atlanta a two to one series lead? We shall see. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back. When we return, we're going to recap one of the calls from the US Sailor fifth quarter calling show. This one got a lot of traction. Um, some people... And I try to find the humor in everything. Some people thought it was funny. Some people thought I was a, a jerk. This, this is supposed to be funny? It's supposed to be funny. So, I don't know. You know, you can be your own judge. We're going to play Larry in Texas call in its entirety. Because I didn't want to edit it. So, like, it makes it sound one way or the other. I just want to play the whole call. We'll recap it afterwards and you can give your thoughts on it. You can give us a call. 317-1250. Chime in on Twitter or Facebook Live. Is there a giant conspiracy going on? Are Pirate Radio, Morgan Ayler's, and others pulling the strings? We'll find out from Larry in Texas when we return. Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
0: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Give them a call today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Barron. All right.
3: All right, Braves leading the Brewers 3-0 in the top of the eighth. Runner on first. One out. Luke Jackson pitching for Atlanta. A quick look at your Buccaneer musical scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right. Um, thank you to everyone for tuning in, chiming in, and being a part of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show on Saturday night. Took a ton of calls. I feel like, surely that... I mean, the calls are at an all-time high right now, which tells me people are interested, invested in ECU football. After years of apathy, there is at least some anger, sadness, and hope uh after these games and uh we're hearing from a ton of fans after the games on saturdays
5: yeah and uh i've been doing a little math and we're averaging about 30 phone calls uh per show some a little bit over that 30 mark but we're we haven't gone below 30 so far so
3: and every show we've done the lines have been locked for the entire show and then they they kind of drop off after the two and a half hour three hour mark so uh we appreciate uh you uh look being interested and, and sharing your thoughts we enjoy them and uh you know you, you can say whatever you'd like to say it's an open forum as long as you know you don't cuss and uh you know don't you know personally attack people and all that then and
5: don't you know have too many beverages and just get up here well, and ramble
3: yeah the, the we do need to institute a shot clock on a few folks but you know for the most part we let you go until you're done uh including uh larry in texas and and this is an example of a shot clock being needed because this was like eight minutes
2: yep that's too long for call. a call yep.
3: if we're going 30 call 35 callers eight minutes yep way too long uh but larry had some interesting thoughts he's not the the first person to say that hold nailers is the starting quarterback because of Morgan Ayler's position with East Carolina and Mike Houston's pressure as we got a 6-3 double play to get the Braves out of the eighth into the bottom of the eighth with the 3-0 score with runners on the corners. That was huge. Uh, Not the first person to say that Mike Houston is, you know, playing old Aylers just because his dad's the PA announcer. But Larry had some additional thoughts with that. A lot of a uh, lot of local politics and 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 that sort of thing. So we'll just play the call from start to finish. This is Larry in Texas. Uh, the other night on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Calling Show. All right, Larry is up in Texas. Hey, Larry. Hey, how y'all doing? All doing right. good, man. All right. Well, here's the deal. Uh, so
2: Bobby talks about the uh, bounce house not being that big uh, and, and bouncy, but I'll tell you what. Uh, They got 48,000 capacity, we got 50,000 capacity, and their 35,000 capacity they had tonight is a lot bigger than the 35,000 capacity that we talk about when we've had people in our stadium. So they got it done when they needed to get done, and it was very difficult for them to lose three in a row, and they did not. And it was very difficult for us to win four in a row. But I'm going to tell you something right now. we got to make tough decisions when it comes down to who we are playing when it comes to college football. And, I mean, no disrespect, I love East Carolina University through and through. I'm a pirate to the day I die. But when you get guys on the radio that are homers to this university whose kids play at the university, there's got to be a bias. And y'all know it. Y'all know it. We got beat by a freshman quarterback who is he weighs less, shorter, and he got it done. And we got a four-star athlete. Have, can can any of y'all name me a four-star athlete that we have on this team that we've uh, recruited other than Mason Garcia?
3: Well, what what point are you trying to make that we're the ones playing Holt Nailers every week? Is that what you're saying?
2: I'm saying that we've got to look to the future in the transfer portal. What's that
3: got to do with us, though? We don't make the calls on that.
2: No, we don't. But, I mean, if you get people calling in and complaining and just, you know, venting, that's what I'm doing right now, right? Yeah, don't get upset. Don't get upset when when we got you know you know.
3: I'm trying to understand your point. I, I don't have anything to do with Naylor starting, and I don't.
2: You, you don't, but there's the politics of local Greenville, and you get folks that come in that you know air on the show, whose kids play for the team, and I I love Holton, but I mean at some point in time we just got to figure out what's the future. Uh, Shane Carden came in when we were downtrodden. In 2011, third game of the year against South Carolina, played terrible and ended up being Shane Carden, who is a legend at ECU. And if we squander potential because of hometown politics and local love you-ism, it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us. And the transfer portal is serious.
3: Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I think the best players should play. We said earlier in the year we thought we should see Mason Garcia more than we have, but I, I still, I, agree. I still don't believe that Mike Houston. I mean, Mike Houston has his family to think about, his future to think about. I don't think he cares who the PA announcer for ECU is. I just I can't believe that.
2: I, so, so I, I I agree and disagree, uh, and I mean well, that's interesting because because that the same thing is. Uh, you know when you're the head coach at ecu and you make decisions i mean we ran out ruffin neil because of uh because of vocal vocal people am i wrong am i wrong
3: well people with money yeah i, I think you think morgan, but, that, but that's at every college football team i think, you, team you think morgan aylers has more clout and more money than he actually does or more yeah <laughs> uh, i
2: i and, and you guys' defense is, is, is a pure example of that but my point is is we ran out a good head coach because we thought our money was bigger than our pocket was. Uh, our mouth was bigger than our pocket was. And the, the point is, is we, we have never had a four-star recruit like we have in Mason Garcia. And if we don't look to the future, we risk losing the future of ECU. I love Holton. I think he's a great quarterback. But when you make decisions like when you have a wide-open pylon and you could run 10 yards and you lose pounds to get faster and you don't run and you throw the ball – that could have been the difference in a game. I mean, that's tough. That's tough to swallow. And then when you look at like little decisions that are just, my God, like how how do you do this? How do you how do you how do you do this? And, and he's not a bad quarterback. But my point is, is we have to look to the future. We have to think about the future. We don't have to look at Greenville anymore. We have to look to who is going to take us. And we have a four-star recruit. We've never had a four-star recruit and we got one and we're going to risk losing it if we don't start getting smart
8: all right well you know what let me let me just say something about the four star recruit thing four stra- stars means nothing Mason Garcia has not done anything yet at
3: East Carolina. And until he does well, something on the field, those four stars mean nothing. So Hilarious just just throwing is, it out there to put a guy on the field just because he's got four stars. I, I we we haven't ha- we haven't seen him to, to We, enough, we so haven't see seen if those, he can those four stars anything. yet. And and Clip,
2: I totally agree. That's the thing. We we four stars don't mean nothing. We 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 well, are we make our money. We make our money out of doing more with less, right? We've always have. Yeah. Chip on our shoulder, that's what we do. But when you get a four star, one time, one time, and you don't give a chance or you you hinder that opportunity, I hear you. You're gonna be left with what
3: could have been. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I mean that's a that's a coach thing. <laughs> I mean yeah. I, to point the finger at like hey, hey. A, a pirate radio host is kind of weird.
2: Hey, but but Mason Garcia's dad don't get to don't get to come on uh, Pirate Radio.
3: He could if he wanted to. If
8: he
2: <laughs> hey look, we, we <laughs> oh, God,
3: <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Okay,
2: I'm just I'm just saying. There's no shade. I'm just being honest. I love Pirates through and through. I love Holton. Uh, you know, uh, Morgan is a great gang announcer. I understand you're like,
3: frustrated okay. with the play. We've talked about the 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 lack of plays tonight. We get it, man. I understand. I got you.
2: But when do we when do we move on and when do we go? What the
3: when the coaches decided, Larry? I can't make that decision. Neither can you. What do you not understand about that? There's local politics, bud. God, yeah, what? I don't, what do we do? Go out and vote.
2: <laughs> you know what? I do too. You do it. I know it. You know what? You can't put you can't put somebody on air and you can't say that we don't support you 100% and your son 100% if you don't want to play the other guy. You can't do it. You, and Mike Houston is handcuffed. Mike Houston is handcuffed. No, Mike Houston's not. Mike handcuffed. Houston don't that's, give a damn no. about Pirate Radio. He's no. not it, He doesn't care about But if Mike Houston, but if Mike Houston was to play Mason Garcia next week. He said Mason Garcia is my starting quarterback next week. What would local Greenville radio? What would what would Pirate Radio? What would local folks do? They would lose their
8: mind. No, nah, I don't agree with that.
2: No, you don't. No, I don't
8: agree with that. I, I don't agree with that. If Mike Houston was to make, if Mike Houston was to make the decision right now after tonight's game and said, you know what, next week—well, not next week, next game—Mason Garcia is going to be our starting quarterback, then we would see what would happen.
3: I mean, that's just the bottom line. I, I don't see where the uproar would be. Um, You know, I mean we get a lot of calls and comments, Larry, every game about benching Holt Nailers. About yeah, we have we have people saying You're not the only person like that wants to see different quarterback play.
2: But I'm just saying, would y'all have Morgan on every week if it wasn't
3: Morgan hosts the high school huddle and he joins me to talk football. and Morgan would do his high school show. If he would like to come on as a guest on my show, he can. If he chose not to, he doesn't.
2: A and M. Huh? That was a great touch in by A and M and the quarterback sir.
3: Well, we got to go, Larry. We, we got more calls, but... Yeah,
2: I know. I'm just saying. I'm just...
3: I know you're just saying. You okay, said go it.
2: Pirates. Go, pirate! All right. We got, we got to look to the future. All right. Y'all take
3: care. All right. There is Larry in Texas with a mouthful there. Uh, Saturday night on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. I don't know why I put myself through that again, but I wanted to play it in its entirety so we didn't edit anything. Just wanted everybody to hear... The call. I've heard Troy of Larry. D's here. By good the way, good to see a clip. I've heard of Larry the Cable Guy. This is Larry the Conspiracy Guy. He uh, he had his take and he stuck to it.
8: Yeah, although in Larry's defense, I I thought I was going to be late to the program. I did just get off a conference call, uh, luckily with Coach Houston. As a courtesy, I did let Morgan call into it. We did set the starting too deep for uh this week and next week because it's an open date so the uh line, starting lineup is set for next saturday so hold nailers still starting. i have announced hold nailers as the starting lineup and everybody we should like, off everybody was in agreement that okay. uh, not only will he be the starter this week but also next week there you go larry so maybe he's on to something <laughs> our decision has been made yeah uh i, more, I, more, I don't like that publicized, but since he's put it out there we might as well go ahead and we're pulling it. the strings we're, yeah. me- we're calling the shots <laughs> Here at Pirate Radio. I got to give you credit, though, Clip, I've always asked you as the quarterback of the fifth quarter not to cut people off, let them say their point, be lenient. You know, even if you disagree, let them get out what they want to say. You were more than lenient on the an eight minutes. Yeah, that, leniency. that can't happen again. I just want to say that is, you are. You did a very good job on that,
3: and I gave very him patient. several outs before I kind of lost it there. Yeah. I was like, I get it, man. We get it. We're good. Thank you for calling. <laughs> and he just he had to keep going and like, yeah, I mean, a lot of his stuff was kind of,
8: but it's also a guy from Texas that maybe, you know, thinks he knows more than he does. Look, I agree with you, Mike Houston doesn't care who Holt Naylor's dad is. Mike Houston only cares about who is going to be in the best position to have him win at every position. That's all that matters. Uh, There are no politics at play other than the politics of winning. And if there's a player that can help Mike Houston win, then they play. That's all. Let me me tell you something about Mike Houston. He's here. That's what he wants to do is win. Uh, He doesn't care about who the person's parents are or what connections they do or don't have. It's about winning. And if Mike Houston feels that Holton Aylers is the best quarterback to win right now, that's why Holton is starting because of himself, not because of any family member or ties to Pirate Radio. Uh,
3: we got a call on. You can call us 317-1250 if you'd like to chime in. Tom in Greenville. We didn't hear from him on the fifth quarter, but we do today on Monday on Pirate Radio Live. Hey, Tom.
9: How you doing, guys? Good. Doing good. That was an interesting call. I think people are very frustrated, as you are. That, that game hurt. And – Holton seems to have, he's either on or he's off. There's no middle ground with him. Uh, and it, I, I've you what, know, you know, I put video up a lot. I've watched enough of his video. It's almost like now teams have figured him out. Well, if we're going to flush him, let's flush him to the right because he's really not a good passer and moving to his right because he's left handed. And, you know, you look at three plays one he had nothing to do with, it, it was a fumble down inside the 10 yard line. That could change the game. The next thing that we're talking about, the video's up. You can look at, you know, Holton would, you know, in my mind, normally run that ball, uh, and whether he gets a first down or a touchdown, you know, he gives the coach another avenue. If it's short, maybe to go for it on fourth. And then you hit, you know, you look at Audi, and you know, Holton has a t- propensity to throw off his back foot. Holton's a wonderful player, but he's he's not making any progress. And when you look at I hate to say this, you look at Mason, when you put Mason in is all you're going to do is run Mason up the middle or maybe do a little, you know, around the left-hand side. It's not fair to Mason. If you're going to run him up the middle, you might as well leave Holton on there and run him up the middle. You know, we don't know what Mason can actually do. And, you know, in my in my mind is what, you know what would riley do what would lincoln riley do i don't think he'd be sitting on holton to tell you the truth i hate to say that but i don't well
8: think tom I, I want to disagree with you i think if lincoln riley was your offensive coordinator right here you'd see a very different offense and a wide open offense and i think you'd see a very different holton aylers that is not a I fair comparison because i think holton aylers under lincoln riley would be a superstar quite honestly
9: i don't think he's got to, i i don't think he could run that offense now we're going to do to i disagree
8: I don't think he's been given a chance. I think this is a very different offense that's being run right now.
9: Well what I what I don't understand is okay, if if you can use excuses, but I think we have the second coming of Skip Holtz here. Uh in this coach. He he has he loves to run the ball and that's fine. But you also have to have a passing game. And some of the passes he threw, I don't have any idea who he's throwing them to. And maybe you can help me out with that. You know, we're throwing I mean and you know, you look at uh you know our receivers. We I I don't know. You know who 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 are we missing from last year. We're missing one receiver. Was he that important to, to the to the makeup of the receiver core? Cj is uh, he's so far down the list right now, and I would hope he would come back, but I don't think so. He's just getting farther and farther buried. So why are you trying to throw the ball at him?
3: The passing game is uh, is dysfunctional week in week out. I think you said the best when you just said inconsistent. I mean, it was that game was there for the taking the other night. I know exactly those three plays you're talking about. But as far as CJ, that has been a mystery this year. He's coming here on Mondays and talk to us. Has a great attitude. Sounds like he, you know, he wants to win, loves what his teammates are doing, but he himself has not put up the production. And I don't know. Blake Pro had uh, some bigger numbers than I thought when you go back and look at it. But there's no way just him leaving uh, should have such an impact on this offense and on this passing game.
9: You know, and I'll, I'll have one thing else. I'll shut up. Blake Pro knew how to get open. He knew where to sit down in the zones. He knew how to get some spacing. And we we don't have you know, somebody right now that, and maybe Adi's going to come on. Adi was playing good. I mean, when you look at Adi, he's really picked his game up, and I, I really thought that, you know, he was going to be a you know a miss, but he's really played well.
3: All right, Tom. Thanks for checking in, man.
8: And, and uh, Tom, I do agree with you. I think that uh, that Mike Houston and Skip Holtz have a lot in common as far as their offensive philosophies uh, of ball control and run first, and uh, I do think you're right about that. I, I don't want to say he's the second coming of Skip Holtz as you did, but I think that his philosophy is very similar in that.
9: Well, i wish nothing but the best for Holton. I hope, you know, that he can pick it up. And I hope, I don't, I I think that Mike Houston's controlling this offense. And, and there's no way that Donnie is going to, you know, do what he's doing. He's, he's too good of an offensive coordinator to be sitting on what he, what's going on here. Well,
3: All right. I, Thanks, Tom. I, I mean, want I mean, to see it opened up. Yeah. As a lot I mean, I, I
8: tend to agree with Tom there, too. I, I don't, I think Donnie is doing what the head coach wants him to do. Well, I was gonna say, and, and look, if they stop, if they stop them uh, Saturday, even with all the mistakes that happened and missed opportunities, one defensive play, when it was what fourth and eight, I believe. Yep. If you stop them at fourth and eight, we're having a very different conversation.
3: We today. are. You still score sixteen points. You're right. But it's it was still as it, wasn't, it was an impressive
8: win. It could have been. I mean, East Carolina did dominate. I thought that game it had plenty of opportunities to win that game. Number of different plays are changed. ECU wins that game. But once again the Pirates should have would have could have we're still look big picture 3 and 3 halfway through the season still a lot to play for but this team should be 5 and 1 and, and very well could is capable of being 5 and 1 I think that's why right folks
3: now. are so frustrated Yeah
8: But listen I still see the progress I, I think yeah. sometimes you can't see the for you know what do they say you can't see the forest because of the trees take a step back and look at the progress that this program is making and I think it is good it, it, look, these are games. All the, you know, as I said after the South Carolina game a few years ago, that's an SEC team that stomps all over East Carolina. Uh, Same thing with UCF. It. I'm just saying that we are making progress. Maybe it's not as fast as some people want, and would it, we'd love to be five and one right now? Absolutely, but there's still a lot to play for this season, and
3: everything is not lost. Just I because, don't think, nobody's saying well, that. I think some people have that attitude. Just, just want to see better play week in week out because now we. We're getting there where we feel like we should win these games and not just be in them. So, Which is great. I, I'm gr- I And I
8: told you Friday, I would settle. I remember saying this clip. I just hope we don't get killed by UCF. I, it, it, I'd love to win, but if not, I hope we're just competitive the whole game. We were, and I said it. I hate to say a moral victory. Oh, no. I hate to say it, but it was a
3: moral victory oh, that we no. are back being competitive in every game. Oh, now boy. we need to win more than just being competitive. I feel like Troy D would have trashed somebody calling in saying that years ago I, that's kind of gross Troy I'm from where this program was yeah I know
8: we've come light years is what I'm saying I know we still got room, plenty of room to improve yeah don't get me wrong but I'm just trying to keep a
3: a, a big picture aspect to this thing Troy big picture D hanging out here today all right let's take a time out we'll come back let's hit uh we'll hit our NFL recap Troy uh we'll talk to Holt Naylor's coming up at five o'clock We'll recap your trip to the Bounce House. Yeah. Do all it. that. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that place. All right. Save it for, it for uh, cons. save it for the show. Save we'll it for the show. do All right. Uh, more to go on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. We'll also have a winner uh, giveaway for you coming up in hour number three as well. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one time donation at GUC members, uh, or excuse me, GUC. GUC matches all the donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
3: All right, Braves, two outs away from getting the Game 3 victory. Right now they lead 3-0 over the Brewers. It is the top of the ninth. One man out, Will Smith, on to close. That is always a journey, always uh, some drama with Will Smith trying to close the game out. Uh, but right now, they lead it 3 nothing, one out in the ninth. That is a quick look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. Troy D. still here. You a part of this segment, Troy? Yeah, I'll hang out. we uh talk some NFL. Yeah, let's do it. A good he's, time for you to talk he's some the NFL. Only victorious yeah. member here. That's true. Back. I don't right. think I picked it on Friday, but I did on Sunday. I uh-huh. t- I took the Bears plus the points, and uh, I was a little stunned, quite honestly. They looked really good defensively, yeah. and did enough offensively. Uh, we'll talk about that one in a moment. Um, and I, I talked about this during the week and Sunday. I was up, you know, late ten o'clock hour, eleven o'clock doing stuff totally forgot there was a game going on in london did any of you guys it was a terrible game wasn't it followed the london game that was like awful falcons beat the jets 27 to 20 and i had no idea it had happened until i was watching like the fox pregame show and they were recapping it yeah i was like holy crap in a related note people in london didn't know the game was going on yeah really (laughs) I, i saw a um a comment from zach wilson where he was talking about people were saying, "Go back to where you came from" and stuff like that. <laughs> do, like, do England people say that to uh, the American yeah. players when Go they're back over there?
4: Where you came from? Go henceforth
3: yeah. to where you. Henceforth, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like we give to them your our, our best
8: product either. Why do we still we, do oh, this? Crap? Our teams, I know, you know, man. I hate it. I saw it's a tweet very forced. that I said,
3: like "Where would you like this? What's your dream stadium to see an NFL game? Like Bristol, da da da." I'm like. How about the freaking 30 stadiums we've built for these teams and just play them there? <laughs> yeah, Because you only get eight home games a year. Now
4: right. nine, if you're lucky. Like, And now they're talking about taking the NFL to Europe.
3: Well, they did that yesterday.
8: <laughs> Were you part of this
4: segment, no, Chan? No, no, Rush. Is it Russia? <laughs> <laughs> There's a different part of the world that they want to take the NFL. <laughs>
3: Okay. I thought it was Germany, maybe. Germany. There we go. I don't think they're taking them to Russia. Uh, Was it North Korea? (laughs) Uh, Braves win, by the way. three oh, Braves picture win. Of his face Braves win. Braves <laughs> win. classic. He's trying to move on. Yeah, classic. I know. Very quickly. Bengals are feisty, but not good enough to beat the Packers. Uh, Packers and Bears coming up next week, Troy D. And you'll be there. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Packers are 4-1. and one, And we'll get to the Bears momentarily. But all of a sudden, a big game in the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers, 344 yards, two touchdowns. Did you see the missed kicks in this game? I, I heard about them and uh, saw some of the highlights. It was well, They missed three or
8: four. Three field goals, made three field goals?
3: Ma- Mason Crosby, who's been there forever, their kicker, went four of seven yesterday, finally hit one at the end of overtime. Evan McPherson, whoever that is, the kicker for Cincinnati, he was 0 for 2 as each team kept trading like, opportunities yeah. to win the game and kept missing them. But the Packers come out of there with a win 25-22. to 22? And they clearly are the class of the NFC North. You know, the Bears and Vikings kind of vying for second right now. Yeah, although look, if um, – I thought I saw something. If the playoffs
8: were to happen today – I think they would oh, have, I love that. They would have made the cut. You know, the Bears are a playoff team. But there's a lot of season to go. This game Sunday, Bears-Packers at Soldier Field, huge implications.
3: I'm going to always talk about it. You always want to be on that in-the-hunt graphic, like yes. in Week 10. Because it
8: matters. Then you have something to watch.
3: The Bears would be in the playoffs
8: right yeah. now. So and everything kind of aligned. You know, I have tickets, and I was getting ready to sell these Packer tickets because they're probably the most valuable ones on the definitely on the, on the the season. But then I was like, wait a second, let me check and see who we, uh, this was like a couple weeks ago, who ECU's playing again. I can't remember that weekend. The reason I couldn't remember is because it was an open date. I was like, oh, hold on a second. It's an open date. It's Bears-Packers. I looked at the weather. It's going to be 63 degrees and sunny in Chicago in the fall. I was like, man, I, this we should go up there. Go visit my sister. Make a family trip out of it. It's like uh, kind of the stars aligned. All right. And so, Troy D. will be at Soldier Field. Yeah. I'm going to take in a Northwestern game the day before. My who, first Big Ten on location game.
3: Who are they playing?
8: Uh, the exciting team called Rutgers. Rutgers mm, and Northwestern.
4: Yeah. yeah. Greg Sciano.
3: What a showdown.
8: I was going to buy. I looked at. Um, so I was buying tickets for us and uh, went to the Northwestern's website. And they had very, you know, a few tickets available, some decent side ones. They were like 50 bucks each. And um, Ellerbee's like, oh, man, go check StubHub before you go by there. And I tra- I called in some folks. I was going to try and get some freebies first. You know, people my, pulling my Northwestern connections. Did you try Confer? Uh, I did not <laughs> call Confer. He does not have a Northwestern. He has a Northern Illinois connection. Yeah, but uh, we haven't talked in a few years, so hmm. what why? <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to call and then just ask him for something. I didn't feel that's that's just not right. He's
3: got plenty um, of money. So I do.
8: I do have a friend. In the business that was in the business that has a connection to a Rutgers coach, but then when I looked on StubHub, now you already know the answer, so I'll ask you, Chandler. Guess I got really good seats, like the eleventh row, nice section. Guess how much? It's Nine. your time to answer. Europe, <laughs> Europe, <laughs> Europe, uh, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> then guess a number. Ninety. Ninety
3: bucks? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you understand the question? No. How much? <laughs> <laughs> how much are tickets for the Northwestern game he's going to? Oh,
4: I see. I thought you. All right, never mind.
3: Um, hey, are you okay? Do we do we need did, a mental health day for you? No, no, okay. yeah,
4: I'm fine. Um, how much is a ticket for a Northwestern? About, yeah, all right, eat listen. For? I call. I checked Northwestern's
8: website. Well, like don't d-
4: reset the whole thing. Just, just name, name a helper. Oh, my it God. It
8: was 50 bucks a ticket. And then I said, Ellerby said, go to StubHub before you buy those and take a look. And I did. How much do you think they are on StubHub is the question. F-
4: f- 15 bucks. Good
3: I got guess. great seats for six bucks each. Wow. The juice wasn't worth the squeeze of that story. I'd rather talk to Larry again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chan. Larry, if you're listening, call in. We need to talk more. <laughs> All right, uh, back to so Troy will be hitting the yeah. double header, double header, double so exciting coming up, exciting
8: on, uh, Northwestern Rutgers game, but Bears Packers should be fun.
3: All right, uh, boy, the Vikings Kirk Cousins stinks, but they get the win over the Lions, nineteen to seventeen. Did you see Dan Campbell, Mister uh, Knee Cap Biter? Uh, he was the coach. He was crying yeah. after the game, and I I feel for the dude. You know, he's a former player. He's working his guys tails off. They're in every single game with a chance to win. But they're the Lions. They're 0-5. Their season's over, and he's got to try to rally the troops. But he was very emotional after that last-second loss to the Vikings yesterday. Uh, Lions-Jacksonville uh, would be a good matchup right now. Send them to London. That would be, yeah. Yeah, There is a London game this week. I'll have it for you in a moment. Uh, Steelers do the Undertaker gif and rise from the grave and knock off the Broncos 27-19. to Bad day for Teddy Bridgewater. Did have two touchdowns, had a lot of passing yards, but just 19 points for the Broncos in their loss to the Steelers. Shirley's Dolphins are terrible. Did not see this coming. Uh, the Bucs all over Miami, 45 to 17. Tom Brady. Did
5: you not see that coming? Because I,
3: I like their coach Flores. I thought they would be competitive week in, week out, like they were early in the season, but now they're they're awful offensively. Tua might be coming back, it looks like, but they're just bad. i could have told
5: you that we've been bad every year
3: well i guess so uh big day for antonio brown seven catches under 24 yards two touchdowns tom brady 411 yards and and five touchdowns i mean he shouldn't be having a career day at this age it's incredible that's the
4: craziest thing (laughs) having a career day at 44 22nd year in the league
3: career day for Jameis winston but that's no surprise he was taking on the worst defense in the (laughs) nfl the washington football team Four touchdowns for Jameis, including a Hail Mary, which was that worse was than the ECU, Brashad Perryman Hail Mary. Because Washington's guys, they did like was there like some old music video where people are jumping with their arms down. Nobody put their arms up, their hands up. It was just an easy pitch and catch for a Hail Mary touchdown, and it didn't get any better after that in the second half. 33-22. No to 22. Jack Del Rio still is employed, so uh, good for him and his family. Chandler, you already talked about this. I don't want to talk about it again. Eagles outscore the Panthers fifteen to three in the second half. The Darnold haters are out and about because Sam Darnold throws for one hundred seventy seven yards, one touchdown, three interceptions yeah, for Darnold.
4: I mean, we he saw ghosts yesterday, but the thing is, is that Sam Darnold, we we saw something that we have we saw in new york and that's his ability to make bad decisions a lot of quarterbacks are like that but he made some terrible decisions yesterday throwing into double coverage throwing to guys that he shouldn't throw to um just making unnecessary throws and uh hopefully that doesn't continue for the panthers hopefully he can get back on track but now he was under pressure all day long yesterday it was terrible the offense line was kind of I guess, realigned. We put Moten, who's usually at the right tackle position. We put him at the left tackle position, and then we put rookie uh, Brady Christensen at the right tackle position. But that interior offensive line for the Panthers has been terrible all all season long. And it's just that's the biggest question and biggest concern for this football team is that offensive line. And it's been that – it's been the biggest concern for this franchise for years, but uh that's yeah. one
3: you're going to look back on later in the year and say, "Oh we, man, we should have won that."
8: Absolutely. Sorry about your Panthers, homie. Oh man, yeah. Look, oh man. And I
4: can't wait to see. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what Tony has to say on Friday because he's. I think he's one of these Sam haters. He's a I, I watched this. I watched the podcast last night after the game. I really wanted to see what those guys had to say. Would that be a
3: Seder? Some was that supposed to be funny no it wasn't I hope um, thank you mother but
4: I want to hear his because like yesterday he was very very hating on he's Sam never Darnold. really been
3: on board from the start and no. if you're if you have that position now after a three interception game you're gonna be super negative about it
4: absolutely so. and uh but now his co-host Cody Lashney kind of had the other side to it which was it was the offensive lineman's fault and that I'm kind of more on that <coughs> side I mean Give the guy time to throw. I know we had a guy. The argument from Tony was we had a guy with a bad offensive line that was able to move and get out of the pocket and make plays. Just more Cam stuff. And that was Cam Newton. Oh my God. And I
2: don't know. There's local
4: politics, bud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Larry. Just give the guy time (laughs) to throw and make plays, and that's. Did you you see Cam Newton
3: with shirtless Bruce Pearl at the Auburn game? I missed it. Bruce Pearl never wears a shirt, so I guess he had the whole basketball team. In the student section. and they all had Did he have their, body paint on? They all had their shirts off. No. I don't think he had any no. body paint Okay. On.
8: Yeah, I have seen that before.
3: And then Cam goes up to him. And Chandler, you were describing it during the pregame. Uh, he was pre-game. totally fanboy. Bruce Pearl looked like he had seen like a Hollywood celebrity or something and went nuts. Well, see,
4: Cam kind of jumps in there, and he's sitting there screaming Bruce Pearl is. And all of a sudden, he looks, and then he recognizes who it is. And if you haven't seen Cam in a while, you might not recognize him at all with his hair and stuff. But he looks and recognizes it's Cam Newton, and then he just goes even crazier. He's like going crazy. He's like hugging him. He's like, "Oh my god!" Basically, like fanboying.
3: We need know. a shirtless Joe Dooley at our next football game. <laughs> wow, that would be awesome,
8: actually. Yeah. I saw Chris Johnson. It could be a total I, I, goat rodeo. <laughs> I talked to uh, Chris Johnson down in Orlando. All right. I just played it cool though. Again, oh, you did. I didn't even get a picture with him. Wow. I gave, I gave him the. One, I gave him the. You know the. What do you call the kind of the half. Bro hug in, The dap, the yeah. get, him dap him
3: up, yeah, oh, yeah. and then nice. say, "Hey man, good to see you again." Troy what d, is wrong Pirates. with yeah. you? You're like level it's headed. Appreciate your support. You don't get selfies with people. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm just, you know, this is the new Troy D. Man,
8: that's weird. <sighs> but it was uh, it was good to see him come out to the game, support the Pirates. He does live in
3: Orlando, was so say, it wasn't that d-
8: tough. He's and down there. They gave him a VIP pass, you know sideline
3: pass i saw he had a uh he got a picture with keaton mitchell after the game that's yeah, that, cool. yeah was that, cool. that was cool and that which was
8: is was funny because I, I you know two weeks ago i said keaton mitchell is the is our new chris johnson out there are you acting like you're the only person that's... no i'm probably not the only person oh. but I, I just put it out there on t- when i he had one of his huge runs i was like god this guy reminds me of chris johnson and of course now
3: they're together <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of cool kind of cool the jaguars have lost 20 in a row who is oh yeah New Troy D likes moral victories. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mike. Old Troy D would have hated a moral victory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm evolving and changing with the times. <laughs> hey, you. It's uh, 2021.
8: Yeah, I identify with moral
3: victories now. You keep up, or you fade away. Yeah. You're keeping up with the times. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who is the last NFL team to lose 20 in a row? 20 Detroit. No, it's it's like 70s maybe, and on into the early 80s. I want to say troy if you can think of a uh the browns uh, a younger troy d when a new team came around back then and stunk oh it was the jaguars
4: no they were this is the
3: jaguars we're talking about now the uh the creamsicle bucks oh when they were terrible back in the day that is the last team to lose 20 games in a row in the nfl yeah although i love those uniforms the Cream Sickles? Yeah. Now when they break them out, they're cool. They are really cool. They're associated with like losing, but now the Bucks are It's you know, been so good. far away. Yeah.
8: People have forgotten about that. The newer fans, anyway. They're, like, they're cool throwbacks.
3: I really wanted to be able to use a backdoor cover joke for Urban and the Jags <laughs> yesterday, but they lost by 18, so I couldn't get it in well there's a joke in itself they played, it, they played it close there for a little didn't bit didn't even mean for that one sometimes there for a little bit these jokes like right themselves yeah they were they were in it for uh a minute yeah
8: they were grinding early on in they were grinding
3: in it for a minute
8: yeah yeah <laughs> how is everything a yeah. joke see don't try and write them they just let them develop organically yeah <clears throat> let it this grow this is total
3: improv <laughs> Accidental improv, yeah. yeah. New, uh, new comedy structure. Wow. Uh, Titans thirty-seven to nineteen over the Jags. Owen so five now. Owen five for the Jags. You know, uh, Owen. They missed their opportunity to to
8: fire uh, to fire Urban. With I think cause. they still got plenty of. Well, I wonder if it's, they could still go back to it and like once they get to zero and, 8 and go. We're going to fire them with cause because of this moral clause in the contract.
3: I wonder if they're like saving Even that one it's like on a the month desk. later. Yeah. yeah, and apparently
4: yeah. Urban's making a lot of comments in his press conferences, basically saying that I have no control over this team. <laughs> well,
3: no, he said something about. <laughs> he's saying like he, I, he said I don't micromanage the personnel, and he's the head coach. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I love this guy. He's great. Yeah, I mean, if he has no
8: control, just hold on, if he has no control over the team, who does? He's the Nobody. coach. That's
3: the yeah, yeah, that's the point. Uh, Jaguars coach Urban Meyer says he likes the team offensive identity. He wants to be 250-250. I Meaning he wants to have 250 rushing yards and 250 passing yards. And Bill Barnwell said the Jaguars 0 5 Meyer's solution is to simply do something that NFL teams have done 33 times in 52 years. Uh, have 250 rushing 250 passing so that's the simple solution let's do something that n- never happens yeah. good luck the solution uh-huh. ought to be we want to score more points than the other two <clears throat> that would be a good place to start. get them out of there get them out <laughs> poor david Culley. the texans had a lead a lot of that game against the patriots yesterday yeah. davis mills 312 yards three touchdowns against bill belichick wow but they still lose to the patriots 25 to 22 Troy D's Bears twenty to nine over the Raiders on the road. Now the Raiders dealing with some uh, some off the field stuff with John Gruden's comments that came out. Yeah, but last you know week. that
8: was like twenty years ago. Th- this cancel culture stuff, you know, it's like anything they can find on somebody from decades ago. They st- and they can. Put yeah, out but the he was. Story. I mean, uh, I mean, do you want to get into it?
3: No, because I haven't seen it in its entirety. I've just read the headlines. I mean, he it, was like in a It wasn't a kid when he said it. <laughs> you know,
4: yeah, he was a, I, grown, he was man. a grown man. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure working for ESPN at the time.
3: Yeah, he was uh, working with Monday Night Football. Yeah, I uh, don't know if that had anything to do with the game, but the Bears beat the uh, Raiders in the Khalil Mack Bowl 20 to 9. Let's look at uh, Fields' numbers I, and it
8: showed a lot of toughness. Fields did so because he you
3: know. yeah, 111 yards a touchdown, he had uh, four rushing guards. Okay, the defense won this game for yeah. the Raiders. So, for the Bears, you mean, uh, Bears, the Bears. Sorry, yeah. and uh, the offense lost. So, uh, all right.
8: Raiders. So, is there? What's the he Because all I've seen was the headlines that they found something he said. You know, from the long, from
3: I don't know. You're talking like, about the uh, 10, 15 years ago. NFLPA head uh, DeMarie Smith, and he said that, and that, let me get the quote. But he said he had Michelin lips. Now, people have spoke up for Gruden and said that. He's used the term rubber lips in the past, meaning they kind of you talk like about talk too much, talk too much. Right. And you say things on both sides of your mouth. Right now. It, it all comes down to, like, is he making a a racial joke right. about a, yeah, a black man that. with big lips or is he saying, you know, he's all right. So what has he said about it? Like, has he addressed it or no? John Gruden. Yeah. I, I don't know nah, what his man. official <laughs> statement has been Not
4: going there, man
3: but uh it's uh it's you know they're uh, i don't i, I don't know I, I don't know the the context of it as well but uh it's not a uh, yeah my point was look. it
8: wasn't something he said this week it is no. it was a long time ago which you know 10
3: years ago he also called him dumb boris smith which is if that's stupid too <laughs> i would fire him just for not being funny <laughs> Dumb, his name is DeMarie Smith, and he called him Dumb Boris Smith. Dumb Boris. Has lips the size of Michelin tires. So, yeah, that is not a good line to say, Yeah, I would Uh, say. You're correct. Yep. All right. Tough one uh, there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But does he survive it? I don't know. In this day and age. They lose a couple more. No. And, uh, you know, how do the players feel about it? I mean, that's not really something you would say. You know, if you're saying it amongst friends and there's black people present and they're cool with it, okay. But, like, in an email with another white dude, if you say "Yeah, yeah. this guy has lips the size of Michelin tires, that's not really a cool thing to say. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Moving forward. Uh, Chargers-Browns, game of the day. This was that game we were talking about earlier with Bailey where the Browns, should the Pirates have done this, Troy? Austin Eckler's got the ball. Chargers are trying to run out the clock so they can kick a field goal. The Browns take Eckler and bring him into the end zone yeah, so they can get the ball back yeah. to try to score. Like, Should the Pirates have let UCF score to the end of the there, game? Did they play it right? There was some buzz about that a tough in the stadium,
8: call. actually. like, Do you go ahead and let them score? Uh, it's kind of like almost Xbox style. you know? Yeah. If you, yeah. I, I remember... Back in my younger days, when you'd let okay, there's a minute left. I'm going to go ahead and let them score, so you can have the ball last. Let's run
3: prevent defense here, so they can run in the end zone.
8: Yeah, get the ball again. It depends how confident you are on your defense or not on your defense. Whether you want it, you think
3: you can hold them at the goal line or not, and how confident you are in your offense that can get the ball and score. That is true too. And in a in a sixteen to thirteen game, you're treating it different than a forty seven to forty two game. Yeah, because those teams have been going up and down the field all game. He's used offense at Stymie Man, I I
8: was really hoping uh, we we would be close enough to throw a Hail Mary as the last play and be able to pay them back with a Hail Mary catch at the end of the play. God, that would have been amazing.
3: I'm going to ask Holton, you know, like they were at their own 40, so you'd have to launch at 60 yards. At what point does the play call become Hail Mary? If they'd add 10 more yards, we're at the 50. Yeah. You know, how close do they have to be for a Hail Mary in that situation? Yeah. Well ask him that coming up at 5. And I uh, just heard from Chris Johnson.
8: Or I was talking about Chris Johnson earlier. CJ Johnson, and he'll join us uh, around 5.30ish too. You
3: call, uh,
4: you call CJ Chris Johnson all the time.
3: Yes. Um, Let's take another break. We'll come back. uh, A few more games to wrap up. We'll talk about tonight's game and wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Holden Aylers and CJ Johnson coming up Hour 3. We're back with you after this.
0: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with RE-MAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and also show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock
3: back with you on pirate radio live wrapping up our number two uh read this saturday night read it earlier on the show troy but i thought it was uh, uh a comical line from chris McCartney who said uh, typical this is what he said this saturday night on the facebook live chat on the fifth quarter typical football week in greenville monday tuesday complain about the loss wednesday talk about how great the peach bowl win was thursday talk about how long it's been since we were at a bowl game friday dream about what happens if we went on saturday um, we are not quite to wednesday yet but uh redbeard on twitter did say this isn't a new troy d We're talking about the new troy d right, here if
8: you're just tuning in you may yeah. need to give it some uh perspective
3: the new troy d likes moral victories he likes big picture yeah uh he doesn't take selfies with chris johnson right it's pretty shocking stuff it's stunning uh, Redbeard says it's not a new Troy D until he can go at least a month without saying anything about the Peach Bowl.
8: I've not. It's been at least 20 days before I've said anything about that said game. How do you know that? I don't think I've said anything about it at least in a couple weeks.
3: 20 days?
8: Yeah. No way. It's so like I've got 10 more
3: to go. All right. There's no that's way. That's you saying that name, not me. Yeah, this doesn't count for you. No. You didn't bring it up. Uh-uh. Redbeard brought it up. Not saying it. Not talking about it. All right. Maybe it's time we turn the page and move forward. Wow, this is a new Troy D. (laughs) I mean, how long can we live in the past, Clip? (laughs) You ask yourself that question (laughs) and get back to me. Let me know. All right. Uh, We got Holden Naylor, CJ Johnson joining us in Hour 3. A couple more games. Uh, This stinks. The Cowboys are really good.
8: Oh, I heard Brian Bailey always. And now he's trying to go ahead and just go straight to the playoffs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean don't you know though that it'll only make it more painful if the cowboys have a meltdown
3: well they're going to host the playoff game because they're going to win the east yeah easily so they're going to have that home playoff game i would love to see i mean it's going to be maybe against a good west team like the uh the rams or the cardinals yeah and they lose that game oh that'll be and then they lose a home playoff game that would be sweet that's all we can bank on. So right the, the,
8: even like the more they win now in the regular season,
3: the letdown is going to be that much bigger. That's all I'm looking forward to right so now. So Redskins fans or team form,
8: formerly known as Redskins have faith.
3: Yeah. I'll, I'll start <laughs> watching football again in January when the Cowboys lose at home in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals beat the 49ers 17-10. to 10, And last night, are the Bills the best team in the NFL? They hammered the Chiefs 38-30. to 30 three touchdowns passing for Josh Allen at a rushing touchdown and they look like the best team uh, in football right I, now.
4: I know we've been talking about the Chiefs sleepwalking through the regular season but what a, at what point do you start worrying? If, if they lose
3: if, to if, Washington next week you can worry. If
4: you're a Chiefs fan, I, I guess if if you if you lose to the Washington football team next week I I would press the panic button.
8: Yeah. Clip we have a demarcation date of the said bowl game you were talking about mm-hmm. uh thanks to kenny he brought up because there was a luke fisher in town that we had on the pregame show or i did a uh i did an on location with for for game day okay that was the last time i'd mentioned it when he was here and that was what a couple weeks ago so you talked to him
4: but you had to ask him about that.
8: right i had to but so let's go ahead and say i mentioned it then because he was there so that would have been
3: Oh, uh, homecoming game, Charleston. Oh, that's Tulane. Yeah. You, so you're barely a weekend. Week okay. So I got three weeks to go. Well, you told. Yeah. You, yeah. You can. <laughs>
4: how could I not ask
3: him about it? Rules are rules. So yeah. you you got to go three weeks now. Yeah. With no mention of the... Uh, yeah, a little less than
4: three weeks. If you can go back in time and talk to Luke Fisher and be like, hey, uh, Luke, talk about that game. And he's like, uh, which one? That, that game.
8: Bowl game, January 1st, 1992.
3: Or you just went over the rest of his career and yeah. not that one single game yeah. where he had the uh, the play. It is kind of like, you know, Luke Fisher, who is, as I call, pirate royalty. I mean, he's
8: one of the, you know, gods of ECU football. I mean, Gods. Think I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest tight ends we've ever had. He's, the, you know, scored the winning touchdown in that game. Um, it is kind of weird when you see him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm around here now." And is he around pe- here? No, when he was talking about that weekend. You uh, know, uh, most of the people, you know, the people here, a lot of them weren't even born when that game was going on, yep. and then they don't even really, they don't know who I am, and it's I can just be a regular. I'm like, no, you can't be a regular person here. <laughs> We're putting you on a pedestal,
3: whether you like it or not. Uh Matt says time to move on to the Beef O'Brady's <laughs> yeah. Bowl. So is that the one we should just be talking about? I was now? there in, um, Shane in Tampa. Shane Carden called a touchdown.
8: It was very exciting bowl game, actually. Yeah. And uh, this is Beef O'Brady's country, as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still operational? You know, I think so, because I saw it when I was down in Orlando— and I checked my Facebook feed. I got an ad for Beef O'Brady's on my scroll. Okay. So it must have picked up my location. So I think they are still operational. I think Beef O'Brady's is still in business.
3: Headquartered uh, in Tampa. So probably still uh, yeah. a few of them down there so in I, Florida. I,
8: I have never, in uh, Fast Fact, never eaten any Beef O'Brady's. Only talked about it.
3: Yeah. You've been to the bowl game, not to the restaurant Correct. itself. All right. Yeah. Coming up tonight on Pirate Radio, the Battle of Baltimore, Colts and Ravens will play on monday night football scotty montgomery's colts back scotty montgomery oh, wow. yeah, back on pirate radio i forgot he's uh an assistant that's right he's, he's a running, running backs back. coach. When, right. I, when
4: a running back scores just think of scotty montgomery <laughs> How, how's the running game this year for them
3: actually i think jonathan taylor has been a major disappointment for uh fantasy owners this year no surprise there right
4: <laughs> jonathan taylor you, you are, are the real deal,
3: deal. <laughs> Colts are one and three. Jonathan Taylor on the year, just 274 yards.
4: He's got city speed.
3: Well, not really. He went to Wisconsin, didn't Is he? Is he
4: telling the running back room to work the body? <laughs> well, that ain't it. Chandler, Chandler bringing out all the greatest hits He's here.
3: got them all. Play the hits today.
4: Wow. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll get into
3: hour number three. We'll make you a winner. Also, go inside the Players' Lounge with Holt Naylors and C.J. Don't, Johnson.
8: Uh, don't tell Larry. We're getting ready to talk to Holt Naylors directly.
3: Oh, Larry's got the tinfoil hat on ready for this interview. Larry's
8: getting ready to lose his mind. I knew it. Those guys have an inside connection over there.
3: Hey, there's local politics at play here. Yes. Holt Naylor's for mayor. Take a time out. Come back. Have more for you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Orthopedics Season Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Excuse me, so you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757 2663 or visit OrthoEast.com. Orthopedics East providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, hour
3: three of Pirate Radio Live will make you a winner coming up later on in this hour. And uh, also, talk to CJ Johnson a little later on. Right now, Troy D. and I will talk to. Starting quarterback of the Pirates, Holden Aylers, joins us on the Fixed NC Live line as he joins us in the Players' Lounge on this Monday. Holden, how you doing, man?
10: Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me.
3: Yes, sir. Appreciate your time, as always, Holton. And, uh, and one that you feel like you could have got there in Orlando on Saturday night. Uh, what's the feeling of a team after you lose a game where you're you're in the lead, you got a shot to win it at the end, but uh, they come out on top. So, got to imagine uh, a lot of frustration for the guys uh, there late Saturday night.
10: Yeah, um, you know, I mean that that we we were the best team on the field. We feel like Saturday, and we just felt like we just couldn't get it done when it came down to the late into the fourth quarter. And it's a lot of, I mean, the defense gave us, gave us a shot to win it, and the offense just didn't produce there in the red zone um, a couple of times there. So. Um, just got to learn from it um you know during the bye week there's a lot of things you can look at you know kind of from the first half of the season and learn from and get better from but you know, the good thing is we still got a, a lot of football ahead of us that so we can just learn from it and uh, and just keep going from there
8: holding this is Troy the game kind of reminded me of the South Carolina game just a couple plays here or there go the other way and East Carolina wins that game uh, and I know you probably feel the same that it, it was a very small margin of victory by UCF Cliff and I were talking earlier about the last play at what point you know, I thought it would have been sweet justice to get a hail mary on those guys and kind of pay them back for ten years ago what they did to the pirates. How close do you have to be to be able to like launch it? I know that wasn't the play that was called, but uh, where, as far as your arm strength, where does the ball need to be to be able to go ahead and launch it as a hail mary? Because I know you guys have practiced that before uh, in practice.
10: Yeah, I mean, I think anywhere from the fifty and out um, is probably more realistic. Not only just for arm strength wise, I can probably get it there further than that. But you got to you got to think, you know, time. Um, you know they're going to blitz on that you got to get the receivers to get down there so really from the 50 and in um, I mean we, there was before the timeout there was six seconds left and we were going to throw an out route to Sneed get out of bounds but somehow there's miscommunication with the refs and there ended up being uh, they took three seconds off the clock so we didn't have enough time to, to do that and then throw the Hail Mary like you said so we had to go to one of our other um, you know last last chance plays type things but I mean those three seconds could have been huge and like you said I mean Anytime you get a hell Mary it's a 50-50 ball, I mean, there's tons of things that can happen in that moment. So I wish we could have got that opportunity, but, you know, that's just kind of how it lies.
8: Holden, take us back to the play. You guys were in the red zone. It looked like there was an opportunity for you to potentially run it in. I want to see what you saw from your perspective. I believe you ended up throwing it to C.J. Johnson. Uh Um, C.J. So take us through that play as far as what you saw through your eyes and what was called.
10: Yeah, so, I mean, the play, um, first of all, I should have ran the ball. I mean, I should have ran in for a touchdown there, and and all I can do now is learn from it. I mean, looking back at it, and I mean, I knew it as soon as I threw the ball, I should have ran it. But um, the play was called to go to Rajay. Um, it was a one-on-one with him and the backer, and the backer played him good. So I got forced to the right, rolled right, um, saw CJ in the corner of the end zone, and, you know, him, I mean, he catches pretty much everything towards his body, so I figured I'd give him a chance. But looking back at it, yeah, I mean, I should have ran towards that pylon and, At least make the first down, if not a touchdown there. So, um, Like I said, just got to learn from it, Um, learn to use my legs when the opportunity presents itself, and that's something that I'm going to do this second half of the season.
8: So you guys, you do have a green light in opportunities like that when it's uh, available to be able to take it through the run, I guess.
10: Yeah, for sure.
3: Yes, sir. Holden, uh, what's the the focus for you? We'll start individually and then go to the team, but what do you want to do? What do you want to get accomplished this bye week here at the chief?
10: Yeah, I would just say, I mean, just be more consistent. Um, you know, I've had times where I've been really good, and I've had times where I've not been so good this year. And that's just – I mean, that's part of football. That's part of the game and playing good opponents. But at the same time, you know, I mean, if you're good enough and you study enough, then we'll be fine. So, I mean, just be more consistent. You know, get the ball out to these guys that can make plays. Like, they've shown that they can and get them the ball as much as possible, as frequently as possible. So, just getting through the reads cleaner. Um, you know, getting the right ID, mic, getting the right mic ID, excuse me, um, just little things like that um, to get ready for the second half.
8: Holden, uh, as we talk to you live now, the, today was normally a day off for you guys. I talked to a lot of the guys, and they were jammed up because they said it felt like being back in camp. Of course, he's using fall break right now. So I think the coaches used this as an opportunity to have a full day with you guys. You had practice earlier. You got a lot of team events. Take us through what happened today, what's going on the rest of the week. And I assume you're going to get a couple days off, hopefully, for the weekend with the open date.
10: Yeah, it did. You know, without school today, it kind of did feel like camp, at least for the early part of the morning throughout the mid-afternoon there. But, I mean, we woke up, we had, um, I mean, any therapy you have, any time during the season, you're going to have bumps and bruises. So, we had uh, PT at 7 a.m., um, team meeting at 8 a, or team lift at 8 a.m., and then team meeting at 9, 9 a.m. ready for practice and practice after that, and then a couple other meetings after that. So, I think we got out of there around 2 today, which... Isn't too bad. Um we usually practice we usually team meet around too, so it's a little bit different from practicing in the afternoon. And I think the schedule will be like that until fall break ends and then they will just kinda kick back into normal schedule until I think Friday and Saturday we will have all. Um to kinda lay back and relax a little bit, enjoy this bye week, watch some football and get ready for Houston.
8: And you guys have a team dinner tonight too, which uh will be yeah. good. Get everybody together, at least off the field together. Uh, midpoint of the season you know six games in six games to go the team's three and three right now big picture still a ton to play for as i said earlier it's still a tremendous opportunity to get this team to postseason
10: it is i mean like i said you know going into the season we always we all talked about getting to a bowl game and what this senior class really wanted to do and that's the main thing is we just want to get to a bowl game and get six and we're in um and we we still have a lot of that in front of us um we know that it's going to be a a tough slate to do that, but I mean, it's still there, and it's it's very much there, and the goal's still there, and we we talk about it every day. Um, so I mean, we believe in this team. We believe that this is the team that can do it, and these are the guys that can do it, and that's going to be our goal. And that's we're still talking about this week, even during the bye week, is you know we're halfway there. The goal is to get six wins. We're already halfway there with three wins, but we think we can get more than three wins. But you know, you just got to take it one week at a time and see how it plays out.
8: What are you planning on doing this weekend? You know, it's, it's all football all the time for you, Holton. Uh, you finally get a couple of days off, Friday and Saturday. Is it uh, like us, you still watch football even when you have some time off, or do you get away from it and do something different?
10: Yeah, I'll probably wake up, and you know, like I was when I was a little kid, watch college game day because we don't really get an opportunity to do any of that much during the season, and then probably just watch football all day, to be honest with you. Um, I wish I'd do something different, but I like football too much
3: speaking of game day you got a shout out on saturday from reese davis holton Uh, of course he did call you holton Ollers. uh are you tired of hearing Ollers and ayers and and all those other names other than ayers
10: shoot my family probably is more than me i don't really (laughs) i I knew my brother texted me or someone one of my roommates or someone texted me said they did it but i didn't even know he said anything different (laughs) so That's my first time hearing that, but now my family's probably more annoyed of it more than
3: I am. <laughs> <laughs> Happens uh, quite often, uh, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> people certainly know your name and uh, good luck the uh, the rest of the way, Holden. And yeah. I did,
8: I do did want to ask too. You know, you said you had PT earlier today. How are you doing physically halfway through the season? Because you have to, you know, that UCF defense was pretty tough, and uh, I know they had some of their. Um, starters that might have been off on, on offense but their defense looked really tough to me from your perspective, uh, would you agree I guess?
10: No, yeah they were good, you know, those front four were as good um, as as in this league, as talented as in this league as we'll face really, um, you know, Cincinnati's got a really good front and then Houston's got a really good front too, but I mean those are the top three really talent wise on that defensive line, I mean they had some dudes up there that can probably play, I mean one of them came from Auburn I mean they can play anywhere but I um, mean, yeah, I thought their line blocked them well, um, and physically, I mean, anytime, like I said during the season, you're gonna have bumps and bruises. But for the main, for the most part, I'm I'm good. You know, main main things, the main thing, and that's just to get ready for the next game. And that's what I'm doing.
8: Well, good luck, and we'll talk with you again next week in the players' lounge. I uh, hope you enjoy your off weekend and uh, get some mu- much needed rest and relaxation,
3: holding, And uh, we'll talk with you again soon.
10: For sure. Thanks for having me, guys.
3: So, There's Holden Aylers, ECU quarterback, joining us on the Players' Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Weird schedule, as you said, today, Troy, with the the off week and i guess school out so all yeah. that stuff so we'll get hopefully more players in uh next monday get folks ready for the houston matchup yeah this has been a, t- a tough day we
8: appreciate the guys that were you know dj ford holton and uh i think cj johnson with the other guys just too many conflicts and this is uh you know we got to work around their schedule too this normally when it's an off day it's easy but uh when they have situations like this you got to be flexible all
3: right uh let's talk about your trip to the uh the bounce house troy d You know, I am glad I went. We we it was a lot of fun. I enjoy. It was
8: a quick hit. You know, we left Saturday morning and we were back Sunday morning, uh, so we weren't gone very long. First time down there, um, you know, we were when we were driving in all these kind of places in Florida, kind of look alike. You know, all you know, just the way the highways are set up and the you know what we have is Greenville Boulevard. They have more divided highways, but you could have a blindfold on and not know whether you were in Kissimmee, Orlando, I mean, they all kind of have the similar feel to it. So um, I thought it's, you know, obviously it's Florida. It was nice weather down there. But the bounce house, I, you know, you hear so much about it. You walk up and the damn thing feels like it's made out of aluminum foil. You know, like, I'm like, God, like, just put me down as maybe I'm a traditionalist. I like concrete in my stadium. You know, I I like to be a little more sturdy than that. Um, and I do know why they call it the bounce house because when people start going up and down, you definitely feel it. I mean, so it, it has some give to it. Is it structurally safe? I don't know. First of all, I would never <laughs> want to be near the thing during a lightning storm in Florida because it's way too much metal. Um, I it had the feeling like if if it was like if this was their first game or their first season, I would have a, a opinion that man, this thing could collapse. Like it just did not feel safe. Now, obviously. It is. Yeah. It's been built, I guess, structurally sound, but it doesn't like you walk. It just doesn't feels hollow. Like it doesn't. It felt cheap to me. Like it was crap. I just didn't like it. Now, I will give their uh, operations people credit. They they kept a lot of energy during the game. They they almost had someone like a DJ or something, but they were playing songs that were like really energizing to the crowd and to the students and they run it a little bit different. I just don't think we could duplicate that here at East Carolina because of all the sponsorship agreements and the commercials that have to run and the, the flow of their sh- of the way they produce the game seemed like they were just able to do those. I, I, the only commercial I really remember seeing on the video board was like for Walt Disney World and they don't do – a ton of you know they did like one or two recognitions they don't go crazy you know it seems like every time out we got something we have to announce or this yeah. or that or a commercial they don't do as much of that so they dedicate that time more to music it seems like you know really up the they have the band but the band hardly plays it was mostly all this you know high energy club music that they're playing the whole time maybe it's because it's Florida, it's a little different but uh, I don't you know I was not impressed stadium's fine I mean it's clean don't get me wrong it's not bad their concessions weren't necessarily any that that great either. They had long lines at concessions too. Maybe not as bad as East Carolina had a couple a few weeks ago, but um, they didn't exact They weren't exactly speedy uh, down there. And uh, the fans were fine that I talked to. I mean, they were okay. You know, they were. You know, we didn't get. You know, there wasn't like any incidents or they weren't. You know, nasty. We heard from Todd before the game. Yeah, I mean, they were. You know, when we finally you know met some folks and were able to drink their beer. <laughs> we made some friends. But uh th- there's nothing that special about I, I think I don't know. I think the tailgates and maybe I'm biased at East Carolina are a lot better than what they have at UCF.
3: Did uh you, you go know. by the villages?
8: No, that is uh that's probably too far away okay yeah i did not get a chance to go by the villages and just curious
3: i did you brought it up last week i
8: did that wasn't a it wasn't on the list of itinerary things to do
3: all right didn't know if you're looking was, for your future residence there. no down I, in I, I
8: don't know if i'd want to live down there
3: <clears throat> to be honest it's uh and if i did i don't know if i'd want to live in the villages a lot of sunshine and summer down there at Troy
8: i did well th- that i am not opposed to okay I, I but i don't know if i'd be comfortable living in florida and no offense to our friends and listeners in Florida, I just I'm not saying I wouldn't live in Florida. I just maybe a temporary deal, like during the like maybe November, December, January, February, you go down to Florida.
3: Go down to Del Boca
8: Vista. Yeah, for like uh, I could do like a, a a temporary deal there, but then I'd have to come back here during the rest of the year. All right. That would kind of be cool, I guess. But I don't know. I just you know. I didn't think the stadium was that great, to be honest. Not a Bounce
3: House fan. Not
8: a Bounce House fan, no. Okay,
3: there you go. All right, let's Let's uh, let's get a break in. C.J. Johnson is here. He'll join us on the Players' Lounge here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll also make you a winner coming up uh, next segment. Matt's saying on Facebook Live that their stadium is actually made out of recycled White Claw cans. Little known fact. <laughs> Stat to it consider. Did, I got to tell you. The white claw cans feel a little more sturdy to me. <laughs> Those are tougher to crush yeah. than the seats you're sitting. If, in. I
8: mean, if there is ever a situation in a stadium and it happens there, I'm just gonna say I wouldn't be surprised.
3: Yeah, no. you know, weird. I'm
8: not wishing that to happen. I'm just, it wouldn't surprise me.
3: We're gonna break in. C.J. Johnson joins us next. We're back with you after this.
5: at Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff Rock. All right, back with you
3: on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Hour three of the show will make you a winner coming up at the end of this segment. Uh, world traveler Troy D here went to. The East Carolina game on a Saturday in Orlando. He's heading to a Northwestern game. Northwestern Rutgers on Saturday. Yeah. Bears Packers on Sunday. Yes. Left out another game uh, you were at, Troy. Conley Rose. Yeah, I d- Oh, you know what? On that Friday. That was an exciting one, too. Started the weekend off. And uh, I think Conley could use C.J. Johnson right about now. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> missing missing
8: holding C.J. there. But, uh, yeah, good congratulations to Rampitz. They looked great. Um, Carl Lester Crumpler, though, has a son. Isaiah. Isaiah Crumpler on Conley, who is a phenom. I think a sophomore now? He is a sophomore. He scored both touchdowns for the game in two different ways. One on offense, one in defense. He had a pick six, and then he scored the other one on offense. But, uh, man, what a talented kid.
3: And East Carolina is aware of him.
8: Oh yeah, that I, I, and unfortunately, I think everybody's
3: aware. Of it. <laughs> yeah, but, can't uh, keep them a secret. That
8: that is, uh, keep an eye on Carlister Crumpler's uh, son at Conley because he is going to be a highly, I think, a highly recruited individual, and uh, kind of like uh, our guy here, getting a lot of buzz
3: early on. C.J. Johnson joins us, former Conley star. Let's start there, C.J. Your recruitment to, to East Carolina. We around here knew about you and heard your name before a lot of folks did, but then everybody starts to hear about you so was East Carolina on you earlier than everybody else? uh actually, I mean they were kind of on me, but it
11: like it was always like I kind of like knew they were there because like they didn't they didn't offer me until like later um in the recruitment process but like they I always stayed in touch with them I always like I always knew that like i had that so yeah yeah who else was uh coming after you hard schools um, in the triangle right virginia tech was coming at me hard uh unc um i remember you posted pictures from virginia tech and UNC believe, yeah. on your twitter
8: page back then
11: <laughs> yeah i did and, and um i'm trying to think it was so long ago <laughs> uh, <laughs> like an old man now <laughs> yeah um
3: Either way, you ended up here.
11: Yeah, yeah. I was say either way, I ended up here. So.
3: <laughs> uh, CJ, tough one, man, uh, in Orlando. And, and we've we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point. But a game that you kind of feel like, hey, we should have won this one. We we got this one. Holt Naylor said, you know, the better team on the field didn't win that night. You guys were the better team on the field. What, what's You know, what goes through your mind on a, a tough loss like that where you go on the road, you got a shot, but uh, they get it done there at the end? I mean, that, that definitely stings a little
11: bit, just knowing that we were one possession away from winning, like, a hard-fought game. But I most definitely think we won the point of contact up front. So
8: We we hear what Coach Mike Houston says, you know, after the game to the media, but what what about what he told you guys, you know, in the locker room? What are, what are his first, first thoughts to y'all after a game like that? We got to go get back in the lab. He, I mean, he
11: congratulated us on, like, the effort that we played with and the grit that we played with but like he said just the process he also said something that he said if we didn't win that game because we weren't meant to win that game it was it was just showing us that we still have areas to improve in and we're not there yet so I just see it as a humbling event
3: we talked to uh, Ehlers about the play where looking back on it he says he should have taken off and ran and probably could have scored a touchdown instead he throws it to you and you make a nice catch on it. You just ran out of room. The ball took you out of bounds. But I'm sure you recall that play. You know? yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that ball is a foot to the left. You probably get your feet in for a touchdown there. I mean, it's it's all it's all types
11: of um, it's all types of things. It's not just his fault, man. Like. If I maybe would have stuck the route a little bit better and maybe like I was open earlier. So, I mean, it's different
3: factors that factor into it. Instantly. And that's how close it is, right? Yeah. Like, it's a matter of the inches and yeah. seconds yeah. away. Yeah.
8: And, and it comes to a uh, game like that is so close. One play like that goes the other way, it completely changes the potential outcome of that game.
11: Yes, sir. Like, if you count,
3: if you put that touchdown on a scoreboard, it's game over whether they scored it in or not. Yeah. Now a a, a bye week, CJ. So uh, and you mentioned this earlier, Troy. The, the schedule a little bit different for you guys today. I saw you had a, a guest speaker come in, uh, uh, so you're doing yeah. a few different things here during ca- the bye week.
11: Who, who came and talked to uh, you? Guys? Shep Shep came in and um, he had he was um, really good influence. He had a, he had really good
3: things to say. I think it was C L Shepherd, but he goes yeah. by Shep, right? Yeah, he and goes uh, so a, uh, you had a speaker today. Is the rest of the schedule, the practice schedule this week, normal for you? Is it a little bit different?
11: Well, um, tomorrow we go in the morning again. Uh, it's not. It's not as early as we went this morning, but um, and then Wednesday we're back on regular schedule because we're back in school.
3: How much are you looking ahead to Houston this week? Or do you save that for next week and focus on yourselves? What when do you start getting ready for the? Oh, uh, we um, we've we've already
11: started watching film on them um, a little bit, not not too much, just because we want to use this week to develop ourselves and uh, go one and zero against ourselves. Because um, Coach Big John told us if we can if we can go one and zero this week, then that's a big step forward because that's like a big step in your
8: development and stuff. C.J. Johnson joins us inside the Players' Lounge. Uh, C.J., halfway through the season, what, when, when you guys practice now, what are you guys specifically, you know, this is different from preseason camp where they're putting all the installs in and you're kind of trying to learn everything um, of, or fine-tune things. What are you guys, do, now halfway through, uh, when you guys do practice, what are, you, what are the specific points of focus now? The specific
11: points is, just effort and flying around like coach looks out for us he saves our legs a little bit some days he um he'll cut a couple periods out of practice um but it's just it's just mostly effort and playing fast we everything everything we do during fall camp we execute maybe just like you know cutting the playbook in half but either way we're still going over those plays and executing those at high speed, So
8: Are there new plays constantly being put in or is it just trying to fine tune the plays that are already there? Oh man, it's,
11: <laughs> um, right
8: now we have,
11: like every week we have like almost a new playbook, it seems like, but it's really only a, um, it's just disguising what we do in different ways and running the same stuff, but in different ways.
3: CJ as a player you go out and I'm sure your entire football career you've gone out to a game thinking I'm gonna win this game you know we're gonna win this game uh, realistically that has been difficult the last few years for East Carolina but now you're in these games and legitimately you can win every single game so yes, I, the mindset probably hadn't changed for you but do you feel different going out on the field this year as opposed to like two years ago
11: I mean I, I've, I've had the same passion for the game that I've always had I'm I', would, I would, Want to be a winner, but I, de- I definitely think the environment around me has now developed that passion. And like, like we know, we know we can play with these teams, and like we're gonna play like we can play with these teams. It just takes a couple more tweaks to get uh, to win
3: big games like that. Talking to CJ Johnson, uh, getting ready for uh, a bye week this week. So we uh, asked Holden, asked DJ earlier uh, Saturday. Look, I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't have to be here all day. Pre game and post game, I'm gonna watch football. all day. You don't day want to get today. one in just to keep reps? nah, I don't need any more reps. I'm gonna stay uh, home and watch we're, football. We're gonna all give clips Saturday off, too. Appreciate that, CJ. Uh, how about you? Are you gonna get away from football Saturday or are you gonna be watching uh games all day? Oh, I'm most definitely gonna be
11: watching games all day, <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
3: most likely. He's one of us, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I noticed uh, this is kind of rare, seems like Troy, but uh, Houston and ECU off this week, so there's no Houston yeah. game oh, to yeah. watch, yeah. So uh, you'll be ch- checking in on other games, yeah. You don't get an opportunity to do that much. Not so. not much at all. Not
11: college or NFL because on Sundays we got Sunday practice. So. You,
8: when you flip it around, would you rather see teams coming up on the schedule or teams that we've already played to see what they're doing? I rather watch
3: teams coming up on the schedule. We'd kind of scout them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, next uh, on the home docket, CJ Thursday nighter ESPN at home. That gets uh, you're fired up for every game, but uh, that gets yeah. the, the juices going, right?
11: Oh yeah, you love a uh, Thursday night primetime game because
3: all eyes on you. That's uh that's ESPN coming up next home game. <laughs> and what's the last time we've had a primetime ESPN flagship game? Club? Was it, Temple. Temple, yeah. My was Cincinnati game. that year? You had a huge game. Was that a Thursday night? I think it was. I I can't
8: remember. Not ESPN two, but ESPN.
3: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, think the McClellan. last one was
8: Temple. All right, you're probably right. The you're one where
3: the did uh, the lights cut off in that? Yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> The one Where the lights <laughs> cut right. off. Seems like something like that happens every time we're on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully not this That's year. That's right. Wow. It was towards nice. the end of the game. Yeah. 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 And it the lights like, turned off. That was a it weird was like, deal. I think it was like right at halftime. It was like right after halftime. I believe it, it was a fuse-blown situation. Yeah, that was a weird yeah. deal. So, kept us here later into the night. Thanks for that. <laughs> all right, uh, CJ, thanks for hanging out, man. Oh, yeah, no it, Enjoy always. your uh, open day yeah. weekend. Yeah. So, get Go some do. football in. Yes, sir. <laughs> Alright, let's uh take a break as we do, Shirley Rhodes. Let's make somebody a winner on this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live.
5: Booty 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 everywhere. Booty booty booty
3: booty booty, booty everywhere. Alright, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today? Uh,
5: let's do a $10 gift card to
3: quarters, bar, and grill. Alright, nice. Burgers, wings, uh, some great. Pired Beverages at quarters, bar, and grill. $10 gift card can be yours if you are caller number. Uh 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday after this.
0: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA is the easiest way to make some extra money. Start now at BioMat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive and make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Bio, uh, Riffles BioMat USA a better donor experience, and better pay. And congratulations to Daryl Lambert of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card courtesy of Quarters Bar & Grill. Greenville's newest sports bar is Quarters. They offer gourmet burgers, hot dogs, and wings with unique flavors. Plus, Quarters just added new appetizers to the menu. Quarters Bar & Grill open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. located in the shopping center right behind Krispy Kreme. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock.
3: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Brock,
8: Troy D. You mentioned a uh, high school game uh, started my weekend off with Rose Conley at uh, Hollywood Crossroads. I got to give a shout out to my man uh, Richard Allsbrook. Uh, I had a chance to go up in the press box at Conley for a while second half and man I, I one of the most talented PA, and you, look you know a PA is not as easy as it sounds. You got a lot of things to cover and to read and to do and it's not necessarily doesn't flow like this where you just go back and forth it's a little more regulated richard allsbrook's amazing he's a great there. one because i mean he'll sit there and be having a conversation then he'll be like such such on carry. you know i'm like i'm like how did you even see that like like it's and then he's playing music and he's like he's doing like three things up there in addition to like the pa I'm like I don't know. I could not do like what he does. It stresses me out just watching it. I was like, how are you managing all this? Shout out
3: to like, Richard. Alton. I don't. My,
8: you know me, Clip. I don't think my attention span's long enough, like to be able to run the music and do the PA and do whatever else and and also offer commentary in the press box.
3: He's a one man band. <laughs> it's incredible. I uh, got some fan favorites coming up uh, on the show this week. It's a uh, it's a bye week, so I thought it's time to talk some ECU basketball and it's a tough leg Troy it is a tough leg but Cy Seymour oh yes is going to tell us why East Carolina will be better this year year than they were a year ago all right he's already said it four times he's already fired up boy I keep hearing about
8: this one player uh I got to get the kids. you're not going to say
3: his name because you don't know it
8: no I don't know his name but I've heard a number of people talk about him I don't know who you it
4: R.J. Felton
3: is it tabs is it... i'm gonna
8: have to get the name and get back to you on that there's okay. one
3: that's a nice tease
8: there is a player that i've heard from a number of is ECU... it a player
4: that's been here for about three years
8: no more <laughs> like three minutes <laughs> <laughs> um and they highly recruited and uh he's bounced around a little bit but uh i've talked to a number of ecu
3: insiders that uh, are really high on this kid maybe winston tabs from boston college uh vance jackson arkansas heard some good things about him no it might be it might be one of those two yeah
8: it was one of those two i gotta figure out which one it was all right let's talk to the people that i talked to again and i see i'm so in football mode right now i just i'm not ready to make the turn into basketball
3: although i guess we're gonna have to because when's the season start clip uh next month so uh we'll see when's the first game uh yeah it's time i have enough room in my uh my life for for both yeah i can make some room
8: but you are a basketball guy.
3: Love like the that's hoops. your passion. Tuesday, November 9th against South Carolina State. Let's 10. go! I mean, that's look, that's less than a
8: month away. As we sit here, getting close to uh, mid-October now.
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm ready to go. This
8: month is flowing by, flying by, flowing. It's flowing when it's flying.
3: Another fan favorite on the uh, baseball diamond will talk to us for the first time. Since uh, becoming a pro, Thomas Francisco going to oh. join us on Friday. Good get. We'll talk to Franny. It's a good open date guest. As I look back, uh, <laughs> I talked to him uh, Friday, July 16th, Troy. Mm-hmm. say said, congrats, man. Can we uh, get you on the show sometime? He said, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll let you know when I'm free. All right. And I said, thanks. Let me know. All right so i texted him today in october and he said uh yeah sorry i didn't get back to you in july uh but he has been playing and he's ready to come on promises made promises kept <laughs> that's he's right. free now he is free and ready yeah, to go He didn't say when he said when he was free and that is something i'm gonna talk to him about like when ecu lost to vanderbilt it's like ah season's <laughs> over baseball's over for those drafted guys their season just begins when they get drafted so he's played like a whole nother season. Yeah. And uh He's ready to uh, talk about that. So looking forward to talking to Franny Joe, on Friday.
8: Joe Davis, my basketball expert guy, uh, same on Facebook Live. Vance Jackson was, yeah, uh, was highly re- recruited. You did. And I do believe that's the guy that I'm going to be keeping an eye on this year.
3: Troy's keeping an God, eye on guy. My
8: guy to watch. All right. And I would say most Pirate fans, if I said Vance Jackson, they'd say who? But at the end of the season, remember his name. And remember Troy D. told you, Vance Jackson is my guy to watch.
3: Remember, Troy didn't know his name uh, three minutes ago. But that doesn't matter, Clip. That doesn't matter at all. Because we know it now. That's right. Vance Jackson. Cy si Seymour is going to pump up the entire team coming up on Tuesday. I can promise you. I that. don't know. It could be a new Cy. Si. Maybe he's negative this year. How much you want to bet on that one? <laughs> what if Cy si says. What if I'm positive and he's negative? If Cy si ever says, "Clip, we're in trouble this year, man, I'm going to tell you, we just ain't got it. Uh, then that is a sign of the times because Cy yeah. si always has faith in the Pirates. Who's more positive, Cy si Seymour, color analyst
8: for ECU basketball, or Matt Maloney from the Pirate Club?
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe they should have a positive off. Even
8: when times were their darkest, I mean, we were at rock bottom with Scotty Montgomery. We hadn't won like you know, we'd lost like ten games in a row. Comfort buried the program. He had a bad chancellor at the time. Even at the time, I remember seeing Maloney. I'm like, man, times are tough. He he would never. He just shook his head and went. Whew. Mm. He just shook his head. That was the most negative thing you could get out of Maloney <laughs> a head shake. <laughs> like going, yeah, it's tough. You know, yeah, like. But, but we'll never not come said out anything say anything bad. It. They would never yeah. say it. No, we just got a key. keep. We'll go. Come on, man. Come on, big guy. Hey, look. Matt Maloney, very positive
3: person. No doubt. And then we talked to Cy si preseason instead of postseason because he's not as positive after the season yeah. as he is going into a year. This is a super positive time for. For oh, he's, he's fired up, ready yeah. to go for some pirate hoops. Yeah. All right, uh, Troy D on his world travels. So uh, this will be your first Northwestern game you're attending. Yeah, can't say I'm that excited about it. Yeah. Well, are you just doing it, I, do well, it? I'm
8: doing it because my sister, who lives in Chicago, is a season ticket holder too, and evidently has a like priority parking pass right in front of the stadium, like a parking pass like you know um,
3: uh, Ron Dowdy would have here. So I remember Just when Northwestern to- made the basketball tournament for the first time ever, I want to say. Yes. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus maybe had a son on the team or something. Like she mm-hmm. was the celebrity in the stands for their games. We need to get Troy D. Next time they make a run, <laughs> yeah. you and your sister could be the celebrity... You know, fans. Well, you know, my sister went to the Final Four when that
8: team out of Chicago with uh, oh uh, Loyola, yeah, Loyola. She had a connection there and ended up going like with the team. And what was the lady's name? That's the Sister Jean. Sister Jean got her picture with Sister Jean. I was like, that is awesome. Went to the Final Four that year with them. So. Yeah, my sister's not afraid to jump on the Chicago bandwagon.
3: Stuff. Yeah, isn't she like? Does she have a Harbaugh connection? She she went to
8: the University of Michigan and was in class with Jim Harbaugh. So she's worse than you picking See,
3: uh, multiple teams. But she, at least she, she has a she, reason.
8: She is a Michigan grad. though. Yeah. like she she went to Michigan, graduated from there, was in class with Jim Harbaugh. So are you
3: still a Patriots guy, or are you a Bucks guy now?
8: No, no, no. I'm uh, look. I'm a Tony Collins guy. So <laughs> as long as Tony Collins is still a Patriots guy. Then I'll and stay. you could
3: potentially get some <laughs> tickets there.
8: Yes, I'm saying st- I mean, we still we should, but things have started to get back to normal.
3: By the way, did you hear Tony on last week? Are you I, ever gonna do the mayonnaise thing? Yeah, well, because now he has another busted guarantee.
8: He guaranteed ECU over UCF. Oh man. So that's he's he's racking up these busted guarantees. Yeah. Now we may have to put mail all over his body, not just his head.
3: Look, we're gonna do this one Thursday yeah. soon, whether yeah, we're you're gonna here do it. or not. Yeah, I, I know you gotta me, we gotta get this done. Yeah.
8: This uh, f- uh, my son's football season which is the other football games that i watch for uh the epps acock team the Jag dogs is getting ready to come to an end so
3: you didn't even mention that he had a catch last week i had to had see it, it on facebook yeah he had a great he did he a great one
8: hand to catch in the yeah, rain one hand. yeah hey he was he was pretty pumped up about that
3: chad said uh detroit just started detroit these guys to watch watch list i know you love a watch list <laughs> There's our first watch I like list. It.
8: Do we have music for that, Shirley? No, nah, because it has it's a music.
3: real song in it, and we'll all oh, die gosh. if we play it. So we can't do that. Yeah.
8: fun stuff anymore. Damn you, internet!
3: Yep. We can well, do, do it
8: on the radio. It's the internet that's the problem.
3: The uh, YouTube, the
8: YouTube, and the Facebook. So we're doing it for you people that watch Facebook and YouTube. We're losing production value for you. <laughs> that's right. So you can continue to see this show. You're welcome. At the expense of our radio audience. That's that's right. <laughs> now we can play anything on the radio.
3: There's no hold bar on the radio. But speaking of uh, our radio audience, longtime listener, uh, as you would call him, UPS Joe. Yes. Uh, called in today. Well, what would you call him? He's not FedEx Joe. He he told me like every time I would answer the phone, he said, "Don't say this is UPS." Come Joe. on, he is UPS. He'll and then up. I'd I'd put Joe, and then right when you hear his voice, you go, "Oh, UPS Joe." <laughs> so that's why I just call him Joe. He's
8: he will always be UPS Joe to me, even though he's retired. He's UPS alumni now.
3: <laughs> UPS <laughs> so, alum. I mean, UPS Hall of Famer.
8: Yes, Joe. If there was like a Hall of Fame in Greenville, like at the shipping facility here. Joe would be there. Like, they could hang banners, like, up there. It's a huge facility. They could, like, have his picture, 40 years of service or whatever it was. So he
3: called today, and he said, uh, "Clip, I was wondering, how are you doing? And I was like, doing good, Joe. How are you, man? And he's like, how's your blood pressure? And, like, so the Pirates lost, Washington lost, the Braves were playing. I really still didn't yeah, know what Yeah, we did he was need to do, it, like, a to. mental
8: health check on you.
3: So, uh, right. and I was like, "It's it's down, it's fine. And he was like larry had a top 10 call of all time saturday night he, that's what he was talking did he agree about agree with larry uh or he just meant for like no just comedy, for entertainment it. purposes yeah uh he said uh he really enjoyed the interaction with larry <laughs> and me yelling at larry i think yeah. was his favorite part so uh what's well, a political deal yeah it's, a lot of uh, politics involved with who's There's playing. local politics bud it is bud, bud. Local By the way, politics i'm not your bud friend <laughs> Dude. Hey, look, I, I appreciate
8: the thought that Pirate Radio or people affiliated with Pirate Radio are that powerful that we are dictating who the starting quarterback is. That's right, but well, that ain't it. I I hate to admit it, but <laughs> I just don't. I don't think that's the case. Nah, but if it is the case, I'll take it.
3: Whoops! I think Mike Houston uh, has bigger fish to fry, yeah. and they, uh, you know.
8: But we, look, do we, have, do we reach a lot of people with this station? Yes. Do we broadcast for the Pirate Nation? Yes. Do we all have our own opinions and biases? Sure. We're normal people, just like you are. Are we all Pirate fans that we want to see the program succeed? Yes. Do we sometimes disagree with maybe how we get there? Sure. That's part of the program. you know. We, but we also give that show a platform for other people to have their opinions heard. That's the point of the program. But sometimes, just because, as I said, just because you have an opinion doesn't make it right. You can have an opinion, and it can be wrong. Same if with ours. Sure, absolutely. And look, look, Do we? do I give some folks the benefit of the doubt because I know them personally, and we have a relationship, and I sometimes get everything that I know I don't say on the air? Yes, that is the case. But I'm not, you know, once again, we're not the ones deciding the starting lineup for ecu football yeah we don't determine personnel decisions a media outlet yeah so i i I think as i said i think that's a little he's he's overblowing the situation especially with morgan Yeah, morgan's just his dad
3: if i had pool or if i knew morgan had pull, i would have had ecu blitz on fourth and eight the other night i know instead of dropping eight right so and and you know what and if we talk to blake harrell later this week he might like to have a
8: do-over on that one is my guess
3: or maybe not, because uh, again, I watch football as a fan. I don't see and know all the the intricacies of it. DJ Ford, when I was talking to him earlier, talked about how there were several plays where they disguised like they were going to blitz and then drop back, and yeah. that freshman quarterback had issues, and they made plays on him. So, yeah. you know, maybe it could have worked out. Maybe a guy missed an assignment. I just but thought they get
8: that fourth and eight. As much them,
3: as they blitz normally, yeah. I just assume they would go you there. Blitz, I think they might have overthought it something yeah. a little bit. You
8: get a sack on that play, game's over. Yep. Basically. I mean it was like a minute twenty left, I think.
3: Yeah. Pirates take a few knees and get out of there with a, a W. I, I think so. So I mean I think that was that the the game came down to literally that one play almost. Yep. All right, let's get our final break in. We'll come back. You're ready to wrap it up on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. <laughs>
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 250 points at 34,496. NASDAQ was down 93 at 14,486. And the S&P was also down 30 points and closed out at 4,361. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to PRL, here's
8: Cliff Brock.
3: All right, and uh, one last look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. Braves win. Braves win. Braves, Braves win. win. Congratulations. You're all braved out today, too. Bra- Red Sox win, too. Red Sox play tonight, 7 o'clock on FS1. And then it's the uh, they play the Rays, the Dodgers, Giants go at it. Nine thirty. We got Monday night football here on Pirate Radio. Ravens and Colts. What's that lady got on? Is that D H Conley? D H Conley, the American, the American look. stars like and bars. That's pretty cool. Yes, sir. There
8: was that, that must have been a gift from somebody. Coach Mills hooked me up with this baby. Yeah, that's a nice uh, looking hat. I you know I was down at the Orlando airport, had some time to kill. <laughs> The lids oh, down yeah. there was amazing. I God. was like, God, this is like Cliff Brock's Disney World here. I'm
3: crazy about a
8: lid. No, and, like, and I've seen lids, but this lids was like three times bigger than any lids I've ever been in. We
3: got one at the Greenville and, Mall. It's kind of like a
8: closet. Oh, it's, this no, one no. is a... It's a yeah. joke. This thing was unbelievable how big it was. Yeah. Like, you would have, you would have, like, spent hours in there, I think. Oh, yeah. Love a lid. Yeah. Love a hat. There were some great shops down in the Orlando airport, by the way. If you were just, like, looking to shop and kill time... Next time I'm at the uh, villages, I'll check. that out. stayed, we stayed at the Hyatt, which is attached to the airport, so I had you could go in and out and like go to the food court there. I was like, this is kind of, kind of had a Tom Hanks feel movie to it, you know? Wasn't he stuck in an airport for a long time? One of those movies. We
3: we're out of time, sorry,
8: but it was great. They had a great Chick Fil A there.
3: <laughs> More on this story uh, Wednesday at five. Yeah, well,
8: Troy. Troy. Uh, Pirate Radio indoors. That's right.
3: We'll have an indoor segment yeah. with uh, yeah. Troy D. With Bryce Williams joins us. Yeah. Uh, Bryce was not happy. Got some uh, texts from oh, him he, during he the game. He texts you a lot during the game. <laughs> yeah, though. he's a big game texter yeah. now. Yeah. We don't look so dang good. <laughs> yeah. it's, and, it's, and he uh,
8: texts like he talks, which he I
3: appreciate it. Exactly like it. I got the Brian Bailey show coming up next. We're listening to our live
0: edition Monday Night Football. Tonight we'll see you Tuesday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.